Well, hello, hello. Welcome to the Common Thread Collective. We are casting a wide net and finding that common thread. And of course, you're included. You're included wherever you happen to be. But if you'd like to come down and join us here, we're going to be here. We're going to be here for quite some time, a few hours. And uh, we're here at the corner of 21st and Florida. Uh, come on through and you will be included because of common thread. We cast a wide net and come down down and we'll find that common thread and we'll certainly let it flourish. And don't panic our role, isn't it, Val, to help keep it organic. So it's another another Saturday for another Friday. It's the Friday before the Women's March. We'll be talking a bit about that too. So stay tuned and tune and we'll get in tune doing what we have to do, doing more together than any of us can do on our own. Hey, Val, and I believe I see our brother Budflower here. Yeah, we do. We do see our brother Bloodflower. I don't. If is he? Uh, are we ready to roll? All right. The piano. We, we love it. He is already singing. A live piano. We've got our piano here in the studio in the funky little space that we call Mutiny Radio. I'd like to wish a happy uh, birthday to a dead person, to uh, Janis Joplin, who would have been seventy-five years old today. Oh, yeah, rock on. Thank you. 
Thank you, Blood Flower. So good to hear your musings. Yeah. Your musings. And, uh, and happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, would-be birthday, Janis Joplin, 75. She'd be 75 today. Wow. I wonder if she is. You know, I'm 80. So I was there then when she was uh, uh, that 53 years ago or so when I first encountered Janis Joplin. At that at first commune on 1090 Page Street. They used to play in the basement. Because Chet Helms, now a legendary figure, gone to the sky, mm -hmm. the spirit world, the other side of the camp, as, they, as different tribes of Indians say, natives say. Some say he's gone to the sky. Others say he's gone to the spirit world. Others say, well, he's gone to the other side of the camp. I like to see all three together. In fact, I did at the um, 40th anniversary Summer of Love, Mm -hmm. Well, I opened it up, and in my remarks, I said, we've gone to the sky for all the people who were there then 40 years ago, who can't be with us today, who's gone to the sky, the spirit world, the other side of the camp. Are they with us? And I got the whole, the whole crowd went, they are, they are, they are. That was 40th anniversary summer of love. And in, in, in uh, uh, out in the meadow, uh, out in the meadow, and uh, there you are, and here we are. And in fact, I told him Boots will come, or, or we could, uh, maybe we could call um, Mona Lisa, because that's, uh, I, I, I've heard that they've said that the, 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 the format, the words, to, to get the signatures, to get that uh, free concert in the park uh, proposition on the ballot it's passed and now it's time to circulate it with have you heard about that Val? yeah they so they they submitted the paperwork for that and um well, i was there when they did that oh okay so then uh now it's in now it's about gathering signatures and yeah they're trying to get um well it it would be for next summer uh which would be 2019 it would be a celebration of actually the 50th anniversary of woodstock uh, which happened in 1969. Obviously not here, but in Woodstock, New York. But, a, a, you know, a, a certainly monumental um, event in our cultural uh, music history, but um, also to celebrate the the birth of, of, of a lot of that being from the Summer of Love here in San Francisco, 1967. So it's an initiative to have the city support um, a a celebration of that a music festival in Golden Gate Park as they've done every year every 10 years for the Summer of Love and they've done it for Woodstock they've done it for other things like West Fest uh, several years ago now and so the initiative is to have the city support for that because the um, Park and Recreations Department denied the permit for the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love concert um, many times a couple times at least at least twice um, in the past year even though Boots had, you know, already been working with people and signing, you know, getting people on board to come play. A lot of people who, you know, have been, who were there 50 years ago and were excited to come play again and, you know, had to find other places to celebrate that. So it was a, a, a disappointment in the community here to not have a, a big central giant fun free concert. But Plus, uh, poets were included. Yes. I think Michael McClure. That's right. He did um, uh, poetry with Ray Manzarek from The Doors the on uh, keyboards back at the 40th anniversary. I was there. I was that there. That guy had, been on, had gone on before him and looked at this enormous crowd. And I said, and, uh, you, in fact, 
if you uh, if you uh, go to YouTube, uh, Diamond Dave Whitaker, I guess that's me. You'll see the footage of me helping opening up, opening it up, and making it happen in the words I used uh, way back then. 40th anniversary, some of the love. There I was, and it's going to hopefully it'll happen again. We don't have the verb, the word, the verbiage, uh, unless you can pull that up there, Val. But, uh, but, the, but now we got, so he was submitting this, uh, the, uh, 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 sitting, uh, submitting the proposed uh, proposition. We were there. They then uh, looked it up and uh, looked it up, accepted it, accepted the verbiage, and now we've reached the point where, hey, people out there, time to circulate. Unlike a lot of the propositions, nobody's getting paid, as I know. A lot of them you get two, $1, $2, $3, $4 for every signature you get. But this is entirely a volunteer proposition. So the way, if it's going to work, we need some 20,000 signatures. Do we have something about that? Some thousands of signatures right. to get it on the ballot. So, uh, so, uh, so folks, uh, folks, we, if, if it's going to work, and if you out there, if you happen to be in the city, you don't have to be a, you don't have to be yourself registered. You don't have to be yourself as a, to circulate uh, circulate the petitions. Get your friends, get your neighbors, get the people of, uh, of, of events you uh, uh, events you apply to sign it, and uh, and we and we can make it happen. Don't want to be disappointed. Is that right, Val? Yeah, we, yeah. They're going to be gathering signatures through. Um, I believe they have to be submitted. Sometime in July. In July, early July. Uh, in order for it to be on the ballot that people vote on in November. So we need some petitions here. We need to have petitions here to give to people who come to the show to take out with them. It's a don't panic, uh, keep it organic kind of situation. So, Val, do you have any idea? Can you find where, so where petitions? You, I, I know you can, uh, you can find it online. Yeah, that. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get all that info. We'll we'll talk to Mona Lisa and and make sure we have that, that info the next time we do a show, so we can pass that along. And I'll, I'll once I get it, I'll put it on our Facebook page too. Um, but and we'll have some petitions yeah. here as well. Okay. Well, you um, you brought a poem. I did. I happened to be reading the New Yorker, one of my favorite readings. And given this my the shape of my back, I spent a lot of time. They're not running around the way I used to. I spent a lot of time reading and listening to WBUR. That's uh, that's uh, NPR uh, Boston, a really good station. You can hear it online. I hear it on my handheld device, my phone. But I was reading a New Yorker, one of my favorite zines, magazines. And usually the poetry, uh, you don't quite get it. Or it's just kind of, it's kind of what would you say about uh, much of the poetry in the New Yorker, though? Uh, <laughs> is that putting you on the spot? You want my honest opinion? Of course I do. I know you do, Dave. I know you do. I'm stalling because I don't really care for most of the poetry that shows up in the New Yorker. I find it to be um, a lot of it to be rather um, dark and um, not uplifting and often pointless. Well, let me give you a chance, but that's a, that's a view that I've had. I like their articles a lot. They're long articles, what they call the. Uh, Long, long, was it long style nonfiction? That's where the New, York, New Yorker really, really does so well. No one does it quite like them, like them. But anyway, but I'm, I'm reading an article, yeah. and, and, and you know, I'll, I'm a, I'm, I'll be generous. There's occasionally a poem in there that, when I read it, 
if I read it a second or a third time, it starts to have some value. Or some. Uh, exactly. Well, that's what I'm speaking of here. But let's see. Give a listen, Val. Give a listen, you out there. The name of the poem is Unlimited Soup and Salad. A little goes a long way when it comes to reality and the question of whether we can know it directly rather, rather than through the gauze of our experience and the question of whether we can know it directly rather than just through the gauze of our experience. Not that it makes much of a difference. When you're right in the thick of it, as when, as when, as when performing a bank heist or, co or competitive memory among family and friends, in which case, in which case, your trust that the world is as it appears is more or less inviolate. Let me read that again. Whether you're right in the thick of it, as when performing a bank heist or, or competitive mummery among family and friends, in which case your trust that the world is as it appears is more or less inviolate. If unself-reflecting, if unself-reflecting the way a honeybee trusts nectar, inhabits, if, if unself-reflecting the way a honeybee trusts nectar inhabits the petunia, or that her, or that her venom, venom sac, or gland, or whatever, as, as it is, as it, whatever it is, will continue pumping its venom long after the stinger Anchor, the stinger anchors in the forearm. Ouch. In the forearm of the intruder. They, often merely an innocent passerby, having ripped off the hindmost, the hindmost fur of her body, furs of her body, evesterate, to investigate. Investigate? Ah. Evisceratingly. Thank you. Evisceratingly. Having ripped off the hindmost furs of her body. Say it. Everse, say it. Eversistive. <laughs> That's a hard. Evisceratingly. Evisceratingly, which is to say, along with much of her abdomen and digestive tract, plus whatever else happens to come with. A kind of surrendering as means, a kind of surrendering as means of attack, which reads, which reads uh, tragically wrong. Headed in retrospect, wrong-headed in retrospect, although it does lead, lend a vividness to the question of whom, to, of, to whom the bee's business can, uh, to, of, uh, it does lend a vividness to the question of to whom the bee's business end belongs now. The one from whose person it jets or whose torn foreparts four lie on the granite pavement lifelessly from having implanted it there. But when appetizers alone can fill you up, why bother gambling on the main course? It will only distract you from what you have come, from what you have come to rely on as fact, 
relies on its on its variability in silence, and so totally you could almost weep for it the way they do in Italy at the end of an opera, an era, or even the idea of anything familiar dying, a tradition, a truth, an olive tree fallen to fungus whose narrow leaves made with wind a conversation we have found to be rejuvenate to listen, rejuvenate to, listen to, whose fruit and oil expressed therefrom we couldn't give enough of, we couldn't, couldn't get enough of, whose shade could reform in his earliest ancestor. Athena's constant hand did unveil in Attica as the greatest gift to humankind. Who's, who's, whose earliest ancestor, Athena's constant hand, did unveil in, in Attica as the greatest gift to humankind. I guess we go back far enough in Greek mythology, mythology that must be it, that Athena gifted to the, to the world, to humankind, the olive tree, then that, that, that olive tree, which was the earliest ancestor of the olive tree that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that the poet was sitting under. You get it? Yeah. What do you think? I, I kind of want to read it again. Well, here, you can, read I, it, can I see it? Again. Let's hear it. All Let's right. Your version. Let's see. Yeah. All right. Let's hear you read it. That's Unlimited Soup and Salad by Timothy Donnelly. This is, in the, this is in the New Yorker. You got teeth. A little goes a long way when it comes to reality and the question of whether we can know it directly, rather than just through the gauze of our experience. Not that it makes that much of a difference when you're right in the thick of it, as when performing a bank heist or competitive mummery among family and friends, in which case your trust, your trust that the world is as it appears is more or less inviolate. If unself, unself-reflecting the way a honeybee trusts nectar and habits the petunia, or that her venom sac or gland or whatever it is will continue pumping its venom long after the stinger anchors in the forearm of the intruder, often merely an innocent passerby, having ripped off the hindmost furs of her body evisceratingly, which is to say, along with much of her abdomen and digestive tract, plus whatever else happens to come with, a kind of surrendering as a means of attack, which reads tragically wrong-headed in retrospect, I like that part. Although it does lend a vividness to the question of to whom the bee's business end belongs now. There you go. The one from whose person it, it, it juts or her, or her whose torn foreparts lie on the granite pavement lifelessly from having implanted it there. But when appetizers alone can fill you up, why bother gambling on the main course? It will only distract you from what you have come to rely on as fact. Relies on its... As fact. Okay. It will only distract you from what you have come to rely on as fact relies on its verifiability. There you go. In silence and so totally you could almost weep for it the way they do in Italy at the end of an opera, an era, or even the idea of anything familiar dying. A tradition, a truth, an olive tree, fallen to fungus, whose narrow leaves made with wind a conversation we had to be rejuvenative to listen to, 
whose fruit and oil expressed therefrom we couldn't get enough of, whose shade could re- reform, whose earliest ancestor Athena's constant hand did unveil in Attica as the greatest gift to humankind. Wow, the olive tree. Now you have to admit, Val, that's a, that's a trip, isn't it? It is a trip. Who's who wrote it? Uh, Timothy Donnelly. Timothy Donnelly, the Irish guy. Hey, Timothy, if you listen... I had this vision as as as, as this uh, coming. I'm reading this. I just was I have it at random. Picked up the copy of the magazine. I'm waiting for a ride. My ride here. And I said, "Well, let me read this poem." And I read this poem, and it pulled me right in. I said, "This is a trip. It's amazing. I'm going to bring this. I'm going to take this along with me, and read it here on Radio Mutiny on the Common Thread Collective." Thank you, De Timothy. And I kind of imagine him looking down at. I'm old, so I imagine it was a typewriter, and I would have been a computer looking down and looking at it and say, "Well, that's it. Now that's a trip. I'm going to I'm going to hustle that off to uh, to the poetry editor, New Yorker." And I believe, uh, and uh, and there it is. And now here we are. Those who've said, uh, dis- who've uh, those who have um, decided to read it have read it. We, so what do you think? Uh, well, I'm reading it again. So the the majority of this poem, a good half of this poem, is in per- is a parenthetical. So the whole all all of that about the the bee uh, is in parentheses. So a little goes a long way when it comes to reality and the question of whether we can know it directly rather than just go just the gauze of our experience. experience. And then you you skip over and then it says, but when appetizers alone can fill you up, why bother gambling on the main course? It will only distract you from what you've come to rely on as fact as relies on its very viability. And then you can weep for it when it goes away. So, you know, it's, um, he's, uh, He's kind of stopping short of reaching for, you know, I guess some sort of real truth, uh, because still kind of letting uh, the gauze of our experience mask um, our perception of truth. So it is a, they look down and say, this is a New Yorker type poem, but it's a pretty good example of a New York type, of a New York, a New York, of a good example of, a, of the best of New York type poem, in that if you start reading it, there is a chance you're going to go along with it and see where it leads. And uh, whether I take it so far as I'm going to put this under my arm and bring it down to Mutiny Radio and leave it on the air, read it live on the air. I don't know how many people are going to do that, but I did do that. That's right, Diamond Dave. Yeah, unlimited soup and salad. So basically, you can take what you get, or you could look a little further. That's what I got out of this poem. A little further. But uh, the, the main course, the meat, the thick steak, and so on, you it's don't really all, need. It's all there waiting for Soup you. Soup and salad. Whichever way you want to perceive it. If you want to mourn the loss of what you think of are facts, um, then you may. Uh, if you think, even if it's the, you think it's the greatest gift to mankind, the fact that you held as truth. It's your, that's that's an option on the table, but there's option. unlimited soup and salad. So it looks like you can actually tap into, um, you know, more than uh, your own experience. It's kind of it's an interesting poem, Dave. I'm thank you for bringing that. It is. I don't really want to. 
And I think it's not, it's not meant to be read aloud so much. We gave it a good try. I gave it, I gave it somewhat of a try. And, uh, but as a toothless old man, and then it, I was thinking, I hope Val will read this so you can get the two gender, different genders at work and different takes on it. And I think it's well worth reading and taking some time and doing it. And that's the kind of thing which we can do here. And I've done for years, seemingly for years, show yeah. after show, the Common Thread Collective, in that all things are, uh, is uh, all things we can, anyway, it's uh, yeah. We've got the we've got the the means and the platform to kind of do it to Thank do you, it Al. to to tease things out, you know, and and I mean, I don't know, like you said, Dave, I don't know how many people are sitting around talking about this poem right now. I guess that's the point, though, is to, you know, if it's something in print that you want to sit around and talk about it. And that's what poetry does. You know, it sends different messages to different people. Um, so I, I enjoyed re reading that with, with you, Dave, and, and talking about it. And uh, it does th kind of take me back because we've been doing this for so long. And I remember yeah. when I first started doing the show with you, even just as a guest once in a, once in a blue moon, we would uh, sit there and read between the lines of the New York Times. That was a, a certain period of my life here. Yeah. And we've, we've, we've done a lot together here, Dave. Emerging. Emerging. Doing more together than indeed either of us can do on our own. Doing more together than any of us can do on our own, and it's um, and it's uh, to be continued. And uh, put on some music, and let's see who's out there to help continue it. And it could be you if you're nearby, nearby enough to come up to to uh, to stroll, to saunter, to move on down and come in the door through the door at 21st in Florida at Mutiny Radio. You will be included. That's right. Ease on down the road. When I say nobody, nobody goes, goes away sad, everybody goes away glad, we hope, able to do what they came to do. Take it away. Sometimes I wonder where do the blues come from? Up and down, sometimes it's not so fun. I try my best to tell myself it's all
Hey yo, you're listening to the Common Thread Collective here, MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val here. It's fun to be here as we are on Fridays. Uh, we've got some, some uh, from some friends, some new friends, some old friends, uh, some young friends. Everybody who is welcome to come and be a part of the Common Thread Collective here at 21st in Florida, Mutiny Radio. Dot .fm we're streaming around the planet on the internet but we're live here folks so um you know all sorts of things happen so we've got a band who's going to be setting up so I'm going to play a little music in the meantime while they do so this might be a good time to announce sunday okay yeah bloodflower see and i got nothing to do out there obviously what's, what's going on on sunday sunday is the return of kasadat kasadat it's a Berber word for poetry. There's a lot of poetry and spoken word events that are called poetry and spoken word. I decided to call mine Casadat because no one else would. Um, so it, uh, let's see. I'm Adobe Bookstore, 3130 24th Street. Between 4 and 6 p.m. We will have um, Time Cat local band um very very uh how would you put it jam band yeah kickback sort of a jam band mellow easygoing um yeah good time good time music yeah and they're upbeat they're upbeat they do some originals they do some covers yes yeah um and they made their debut at casa dot last year in october so that was um that was my october surprise for the neighborhood surprise new um, band time cat as far as spoken word is concerned only the best for um uh, Casadant with uh starting with um Kim Shuck Global Valibara James Ellis Sarita de la Madrid E.K. Keith uh did I mention James Ellis you did I did uh and um I'm Bloodflower, I'll be there. And uh, there is also, uh, after six, there's a a book signing, author signing. Um, uh, The name escapes me right now. But it's a young woman who wrote a novel. um, And uh, gosh, I wish I could remember her name. But that's 6 p.m. after our... Um, after Casa Dot. Okay, so we've, so we've got to shuffle out of there. No, we can stick around and, and hang out with the, and, and oh, meet nice. the authors too. You know, they they uh, cool. they they're um they'd be down with that. You know, so it's just they're just going to roll our thing. We'll just roll into that, and then that'll go to like about seven thirty, eight o'clock. Rock on. Um, is is uh, Taylor Duckett going to be there? Taylor too? and Herman. Oh yeah. Herm- oh, Herman will be there. Oh, she's wonderful. Um, yeah, they're so both really good. We are kind of constrained for time, but we'll, you know, we'll get everybody in and we'll have a good time. And uh, you know, so yeah. Well, thanks for letting me plug that. I appreciate that for sure. Well, I appreciate so, you uh, setting it up some, as you do. I have some other things coming down the pipeline as well. I'll keep you. Uh, I don't want to over. I don't want to overwhelm you with uh, my incredible hyper manic. <laughs> Those are the words I think of when I think of you, blood. Flag. Yeah, that's uh, that's, <laughs> that's me. Well, um, so yeah, we're waiting for um, uh, birds on a wire. Ah, this is a, the, the uh, crew that's come to set up birds crew, on a yes, wire. The, the trio 
come to hang out and nice make some joyful noise joyful noise that there we go that's that's what we're all about here on the common thread collective because I, I talk to some people sometimes and i'm like yeah you should come down to the show you know and 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 people get really nervous sometimes you could like see it in their body language they're like oh i don't know i'm not really ready i mean i wrote this song and i've only been playing it in my living room or wherever you know i've only like strummed it in my van and i'm like well, that's okay we're 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 a very accepting audience. William we, Shakespeare said the world is the stage. Right? That's right. And, and Shakespeare, shake your peers. Get down here and shake your peers. Let them know what you're all about. Show them let your uh what do they call it? Let take that little light of yours and let it shine. Bring it down. A little light of mine, make it shine, you know. Nice. And uh we'd love to see you come down and hear you. We'll like to hear you see you. You know, uh, we got a new stage. It's all kind of wooden like. So if you tap dance, you might, you know, want to come down and do it. I see. I would pay to see a tap dancing poet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, the only dance class I ever took was a tap dance class when I was about three or four years old. And the only reason I took the class is because my mom agreed to let me have a blue leotard and I didn't have to have a white or a pink leotard. Wow. I was like, if I get a blue leotard and some matching you know, tights, I'm in. <laughs> you drove a hard bargain. I did. I was a very um, headstrong young, young person. I guess it's kind of carried through. But uh, that's also one of the... Probably, it was a very formative age, three and four years old for me. Oh, I, yeah. I remember. I remember a lot. I have a good early childhood memory. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, that's when I that's when I ref- decided that I would never get my hair cut either by a professional, because my mom took me to Supercuts, and you know it was the '80s, so I was had this long hair. That's no excuse. And it was, uh, it, but I had it in this like V cut. I don't know whoever did that initially. Oh. And my mom took me in to and told the the person. You know, we want to keep it in the V cut and just cut about an inch. V for Valerie, right? Right, right. You know, makes sense. I don't to know. Me. It was an '80s thing, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen a V cut since. But um, my mom didn't really have the best ideas for hair. I had bangs, so so she asked the woman to, um, you know, cut it in the same shape but only about an inch. Well, the woman cut straight across. It was almost to my shoulders, and it was like. You know, real short for, for in my lifestyle. She style took you to standards. an illiterate hairdresser. I, I, you know what? And I remember turning to the woman and saying, that's not what you were supposed to do. And I was like three or four years old. And I got in the car. And again, it was the 80s. So you could be three years old and, and ride in the front passenger seat. And I remember saying to my mom, I'm never getting my hair cut ever again. <laughs> and uh, truth be told. Not at super cuts, at least. Well, I've, I've pretty much stuck to my guns on that one. I've had, you know, as a kid, I had a couple, you know, friends or somebody would give me a little trim once in a while when I would, you know, agree to let somebody touch my hair. Sounds super traumatic. It, well, you know, it was just formative. I wouldn't, you know, it wasn't. Mm, but hair, is it was, that's a very sensitive yeah, issue hair. Yeah. So, you know, I just oh, yeah. give myself little trims seasonally. Um, right. Anyhow, so I pushed for tap dance. Uh, for, for only for the blue leotard and um, refused to cut my hair. So how long did you study tap? I don't know. I only about re- ten minutes. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's enough to base a career on, right? <laughs> if we can, maybe we can uh, 
Maybe we could uh, encourage everybody, all the poets, uh, for the next Kasi Dot to, to try to learn a few tap dance moves. Well, we don't have the wooden stage like you have here, though. <laughs> you know, you definitely it's, need the wooden stage. Yeah, but it's got the... And someone ought to bring back spoon playing. When was the last time you saw anybody play spoons? It's been a long time. Right? It's been a long time. But all you got to do at Adobe Books, which is a big tile floor, is you get the bottle caps, you stick them on the bottom of your shoes, and you got a tap shoes right, ready to roll. See, you know what you're doing. That's you know what you're talking about. There you go. Maybe we'll do that. We'll talk to <laughs> Josephine and see if we can have a uh, tap dancing poetry reading. <laughs> that would be funny. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Whatever. Hey, uh, <laughs> let's put it on the... What's she doing, brother? Yeah, here's Jack Melander. Jack. Hi. Hey, uh, well, we have a, a band. It's a three-piece band called Birds on a, Birds, uh, Birds on a Wire. And they need to know where to plug in. Do we, do we know that? Does well. Um, so let's try, Jack. Why don't you do this poetry? And then we'll put some music on. And see what we can do. This is this is uh, you're, you're 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 hearing the backstage kind of stuff. How we can make this happen? I met these folks, and I was mightily impressed. Some time ago on 16th Street, when they were playing on the street, and I said these folks are the real deal. So let's figure out a way to get them going and get them on and and uh, have them do a set. How's that, Val? That's great. I'll go talk to them. You talk to Jack. Okay, perfect. See how we do, folks. We're, we're, we aim to please here. We're, 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 there's very little that uh, we can't find a way to make it happen. So bring what you can, and nobody will go out. If everybody brings what they have to bring, nobody goes without. So Jack, how are you, brother? Pretty good, Dave. How are you? How's your week been? Oh, it's been really good. Well, it's pretty good. Well, you have a, you become a, uh, like a brother, uh, uh, Bloodflower, you become a regular uh, for quite some time. People come and they come every week, and other people come every week. So you're, uh, uh, so you are, knowing it or not, a member of the Common Thread Collective. I really appreciate it. This is my favorite venue, the only one that I try to get here every week. Every week. So that's it. So tell people, people come. And try to come every week, and it's something to it's just as I do. No matter what kind of shape I am, walking ouch, 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 you see when they come, you see that's the time you see me as well, isn't that right? Yep, sure enough. And when we get together and do more together than either of us can do on our own. Oh, absolutely. Well, you've always been an inspiration to me. I well, hey, brother, I'm 80 years old. And of course, what came to me at 80, I love to say it, just before I turned 80. I'm almost 80, a day or two before I'm 80, and I have this flashback where I'm 25 or so, thinking about what a, what a, how an 80-year-old appeared to me. And oh, my God, it's all over, baby, you're 80 years old. Well, you're an old man, old God, it's all over. But I was about to turn 80 after all those decades since I was 25. Well, well I'm a kid of 74, but yeah. I know what you mean about the flashbacks. Every once in a while, I feel like I'm 18 again. Yeah, exactly, that way too. But that, that way, now we get to see what, is, what the aging experience is like. Yeah. Because you're in the 70s, I've ended, I left my 70s, and now I'm starting my 80s. Fuck. Well, you wouldn't know it to look at you. Well, that's because the words, I don't know if it's because, but I say, well, no, that because I put this out here, let's put it out to the people, the thousands of people who are, uh, those who are listening to us live, wherever you happen to be. Or, or or will be downloaded and learning to learn, listening to to us at their leisure. Here are the words that came to me. So sure. But so Jack, repeat this after me. Maybe you have already. Learn to love. Learn to love. 
Love to learn. Love to learn. This never ends. This never ends. And that's it. That's it. That's, it. that's the answer. That's as long as I make that the common thread of my life, I'm going to do all right. For sure. For sure. Dave. Uh, whether it ends or not, uh, to what degree and what that means, uh, as far as the definition is concerned, it's not going to end in a way. Whatever we do will we'll go, we'll go on after us in one way or another, I think. Y yep, definitely. <laughs> Do we need to define it? We don't. Well, Jack, uh, uh, let's hear what you have to say today. Okay, well, I got a few um, poems uh, and kind of showing a lot of contradictions and inconsistencies. But, like life itself. Uh, uh, the first one here is called Space Race. Ah, humanity, drop your vanity. Let's not go to Mars. Let's feed kids of ours. Sweet the grins we'd see laughing merrily. Not the famine cursed. Please now, first things first. Uh, this one's called... I was kind of out of my focus. Will you read that again, please? Okay, it's called Space Race. Space Race. Ah, humanity, drop your vanity. Let's not go to Mars. Let's feed kids of ours. Sweet the grins we'd see laughing merrily. Not the famine cursed. Please now. First things first. That's it? Yeah. First thing first, and that's... Uh, that, well, we can see through that. And I, we can see through that. We can see that that's, what does that do? That's put money, money, money in the hands of the corporations, the millions of dollars of would, would be spent to get a couple of guys uh, to, uh, to Mars, which what will they do? They'll get on right for months to get to Mars, and then so what? People will be hungry. Most people won't affect it. It'll be like bread and circuses. That's the circus of the day. A couple of guys riding on a ship that will cost millions, if not billions of dollars for the very big uh, corporations that control anything, every, that uh, hope to control everything. Money, 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 money. Isn't that right? Yep, absolutely. Well, fuck them. Let's go ahead. Okay. Um, Ain't going to happen. Yeah. I hope. Now they got all these things on the TV about planets, inhabitable planets and solar systems multiple light years away we can't travel light years away what are they just trying to give us the idea that it doesn't matter what we do to this planet because we can always get somewhere else we can't you can't the nearest planet is four light years away that means four times the distance light travels in a year nobody's got any kind of that's far away thing. and they are they have what's happened in our lifetime that they've discovered or they say they've discovered I haven't seen too many because I don't think you can see it on a telescope they see it in other ways there's supposedly earth-like planets and a number of stars that's what they're talking about but they're impossible to get to and will be impossible to get to for a long, long time, so we should really concentrate on right Because if we just get to them, so what? Maybe shake the hand, uh, one tendril, if they have tendrils, we shake the hand, or whatever, whatever. It's just crazy. Go ahead, man. Okay, and uh, next one Come is... Come to think uh, of it. You had nuts. You've nailed it. Yeah, thanks, Dave. The n next one, um, a, a drill instructor is with the Army. What they are in the Air Force is called training instructors. So this is called to a TI. Oh, comradely training instructor who makes man a killing machine, ere another loose bed you've untucked or derided one more recruit green, let me throw us a drunk until night, then we'll strap on some skates in the moon, head down this wet hill, don't take fright now nor call for your mama too soon, but let's have some dangerous fun while risking nobody but us. With your job, you then perhaps be done, and art need not fret so or fuss. That's his, uh, let me see how we get it. One is what he does for a living, 
which is to turn men into machines, killing machines. Am I right so far? Yep, yeah. In other words, your body belongs to him, no longer your own. Your mind is going. And then, with, then that's contrasted the contradiction you said with how he's, um, how he's, how he lives his life. With, with a whole other kind of courage, like the courage of the skaters and these people in these extreme sports and stuff. They do it all, and they're not risking anybody else. They're not going off and killing people in some foreign land. They're just risking their own necks. Yeah. You know, so that there's a certain honorable and um, greater honor in that kind of sport. Yeah, that's right. Oh, somebody's on the phone. We got it. We got another. I agree. Okay, okay. this this is called uh, another political fable. They're dark. The town hall's upper floors, but off the basement corridors, two rooms are yet alive with light. Though evening wanders into night, in one a graying buzzard bends, and neither coat nor hat will molt. Exasperated steam puffs sends, or records of an old revolt. On rented boards, three doors away, in purple tights and pink beret, a kitten glides on ravished feet. The college can afford the heat. Well, let's go back. What is, uh, explain that to me a bit. I got the city hall. I was at city hall in my mind. Late at night after closing hours, there's some rooms that are still alight. Everything else is deserted. The people have gone home. And then what? Well, a couple of rooms are alight, and in one of them, an old guy ponders records of a of a long gone revolt, and they can't he can't afford the heat. He's just researching this stuff. And in another room, the college rents a, a room for dance practice for for a, a dancing student, and they can afford the heat for that room. So she's just dancing, and it's kind of the. Oh, I get it. I'm there. So do you write these poems like... Uh, the, have you written these poems uh, in the last week? No, nah, these are kind of... So you have a big collection. You've got a lot of poems that's yeah, done in your life. Yeah, reams of the stuff stacked. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> so you spend, many, you spend much time alone with a typewriter or a computer just writing and it, and it just emerges. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, they just, they just come out. I figure out what's the shortest way I can say things that I ponder a lot. Uh, and then, uh, the, then through the through the through the, through the simple uh, the simple twist of fate, you have it be turned down to us, the common thread collective, and now you have a place to put it out. It's not yeah, like just sitting like this. Uh, the guy reading his, his records of an old revolt. Yeah, are here and we're doing it. Give us one more. It's wonderful. Okay, well, this is called the old reprobate describes revolution's first glimpse of liberty. The reprobate. We're, all, we're both old reprobates in our yeah. own way. Yeah. Yep. Man's stars went bad on him. Our uniform, if national, this one was traitor-stuffed. If local, sadly, rogue is still the norm. Some heinous gunsel or his henchman roughed man up in too uncountrymanly way. The sun took on a strangely acid leer, and Algol taught the other stars his ray. Long stunned, revenge all passion stayed for fear. For mere security we sold God-gifted rights. Watched eyes of law invade our secret nights, till neath a moon turned blue so out of grace appears sweet freedom's grieving lovely face to beam through tears her gentle gloaming light, till something in our hearts stirs cold and bright. Wow. So you're kind of like a Shelley kind of guy, a Shelley of today. The, with his, his, his revolutionary idealism, the, the, uh, the, the revolutionary idealism of Shelley, 
or that generation yeah. kind of you're, you're living you're, well uh, I, I really uh, like the old English romantics that's yeah. what I'm talking about give yeah. us one more what's okay. happening out there do we, do we figure it out well those those guys are going to get set up pretty soon but we, okay. al- we also have Dan Brady on the phone who's, oh Dan Brady who's going to join us so okay, you, we'll, go, we'll get yeah. back to you brother yeah we'll be we're gonna get a have another poem from Jack, and okay. actually, if you if you want to put some headphones on, we can all have a conversation with, with Dan in a moment. Hey, Dan Brady. Go for it, Jack. Okay, uh, this is called uh, the Unforeseen. From watered acres, one good man with combine and with chemical feeds cities. Now we find the plan to life downstream inimical. I don't blame those who made the car. I don't fault those who bought it. But global warming, here we are, though none who wrought had sought it. We've nukes aplenty to deflect the next incoming meteor. Let's give up bloodlust and select some passions even meteor. Oh, pretty funny. <laughs> and I, I kind of catch it, too. That's when on the news, it's that there's these folks who devote themselves, astronomers, I guess, or astrophysicists or whatever, devoted themselves to... Attempting to get the money, money boy, which is uh, money from us, to uh, to build a rocket ship, which would go after a comet which was going by, to see what was in the comet, what the comet was all about, and how if uh, how if anything it applies to anything. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's good stuff. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, Jack, if you want to put the headphones on and hang out, we've got Dan please, Brady yeah. on the phone. Oh, great. Yeah, because hey. actually I met. Jack over at Sacred Grounds, where Dan Brady is the wonderful, affable host of the weekly um, poetry reading. Dan, you're on the show now. Oh, thank you. I like affable, and and I was glad to hear Jack. I haven't heard him in in, in some long time. Hi, hi Dan. Yeah, Dan is a good poet, excellent poet, uh, and also the moderator at Sacred Grounds. Fellow human being. Yeah. Hey, Jack. So, um, I, I... a couple of things besides just the poetry. One of the things you were talking about, uh, 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 guys, people who are working on spaceships and stuff like that, right? Uh, we were. Yeah, yeah. So one of the ideas I have, just as a crazy idea, but the planet Venus, um, according to some people, and this is, I just thought to work all this, has an atmosphere very much like the atmosphere of Earth long before life was established on Earth. However, the thing about Venus is that it's, I think it is possible to take microorganisms from the Earth and seed the atmosphere of Venus. The microorganisms would then transform the atmosphere of Venus to an Earth-like one. Then the action of the sun's light upon the atmosphere would cause Venus to take up a spin and we'd have a new planet for the cost of a few ounces of microorganisms. Like a good plan, it would take a while for the terraforming to actually occur. I've heard oh, yeah. a theory that Venus was at one time like Earth, but uh, something went awry and they developed a runaway global warming effect. It's about 600 in the shade in Venus now. Yes, if there was shade, but the, yeah. the, sun's, the sun's light doesn't... doesn't and we'd have a new planet within a few hundred years, depending on how long it would take the atmosphere to change and or for the planet to get up to a rotational thing. Anyway, so yeah, that's the, my the, idea of the morning, which I'm working on 
sending out to people because what the heck, it can't hurt. Well, he was, uh, uh, what Jack was... Uh, Good to have a plan B. Yeah, plan B can be that here we are. That, yeah, one of his poems talks about these various plans. Of course, all of this involves what? Money, 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 money. It involves you, and usually uh, there are already big corporations taking something on and using it as a money-making device, uh, power and money-making device for their own purpose with the, with the, with the sending of these uh, germs to, uh, to uh, Venus would be secondary. And uh, whether people, we could get people to think that far ahead with the idea of this Earth, and it would be used at this Earth if we managed to destroy it through global warming and so on, we already sent our Adam and Eve off to Venus, to a Venus that's been, uh, that's been, thanks to you and your ideas, that's been prepared and be ready for an Adam and Eve to come and procreate. And so the human race would not die, just most of us. How's that? Yeah, there's, there's a similar, a different plan for, for, that would work for Mars and then... There's also other ones. But the thing is, I just wanted to put that one out there just for the moment because I'm working on writing on that right now. But I'm going to read some poems. Who would you submit that to? Yeah, I'll You're write writing it. How you doing over there? Is that a question? No, no, I'm just going to read some poems. I'm just asking how you were. Um, do you have any idea what you might like? Because I like asking people what they might like. Well, we're having some uh, revolutionary poems. Yeah, why don't we, why don't we? You don't have a line. The past takes hands of the future, through the now, right now. So why don't you pick a few poems? I imagine you have a big pile of poetry that goes back goddess knows how many years, and and pick us pick out three poems that show the progression of your life from the from the beginning where you first embraced your the idea of, a, of being a poet, Irish guy. Let's do it in a lineal kind of, almost historical kind of way. How's that? Okay. All right. So I have uh, a couple, three here. Let me get them organized. All right. So first one. This is, I don't know if people there, you know, if you know Kabir, the the, uh, ancient poet. Yes. But the title of this is is mentioned, has him in mind. The title is From Kabir to Kabir, and everything in between. That's a title. It goes like this. My heart, oh my friends, is on fire with a happiness so very, very great. It's each and every fiber is vibrant, gloriously radiant, dazzling. And so it is light, buoyed by such joy as is never found, by the possession of common treasure, wants, or passion. The precious heart is never beguiled by such trinkets, nor can its love be overthrown. It knows what all beggars do. If you keep your life in your own hands, then, wherever you go, even in common attire with simple shoes, you'll have your arts to proffer, And so will you please exceedingly well those whom you find along the way, and in so doing, also find your estate in being yourself, wherever, whenever. And just as simple folk do, it leaves life to being. It knows that its meaning comes from giving life meaning, as they say. 
whereby one may then live with easy grace from moment to eternity. We all know the body becomes dust, and so all is vanity is at best temporal. Why then wish for, hope for, fear for, fear of what was or may yet be? Dwell then in the vast, intimate immediacy of its love, and so be contented with yourself as you are, as it is. One thing more. As contented as you may be in this manner, even then, still, listen as if a saintly chorale were to sound at any moment, and know you will meet the divine at any moment. From Kabir to Kabir. Nice. You'll yeah, meet the great. divine at any moment. Any moment. You just got to watch out for it. It can happen. Just, you know, so. And then, let's see. Okay, so this one, this one has to do with like he was talking about, something linear here, linear lines. Val, how are you doing? Great. Good. Enjoying the afternoon quite a bit. I'm good. We got some, well, we did have good weather in parts of the city this earlier, but yeah, I was out and about, and now we have overcast where I am, way out in the sunset. Anyway. Yeah, we so, got um, clear skies. Yes. This is when dreams go, okay? When dreams go, where do they go? After falling into something you might call time, so that much later, when that worthy comes a-calling, as he always does, no matter his appearance or how you elect to take it, leave it, whatever, yet he will sit you down comfortably, mind, and begin a recounting of those once-upon dreams you had, when fantastic creatures had crazy places to go and wondrous things to do, as a teen dismissing the dusty passages of so-called wisdom, pondering the nature of the universe, and visualizing a remake of the world in happiness. And then, then, all those shape-shifting dreams, top-secret make-a-wish lists, the desire to become a somebody, a contender, by the time you were all grown up, and so certain you'd never suffer from the illusion of temporality or get caught up in the flow that ever goes on and on until, well, there comes that point when, as I said, time comes a-calling. And then, then, sitting there with time during that very long-seeming moment, those misty hopes of sailing the Atlantic, visiting other worlds, finding a cure for this, an invention for that, finding the answers to life persistence questions are as real as the joyful lift such considerations still give your soul and as the song in your heart is. Yes, when time comes, it's for letting go, moving on, although both of you just sit there and time drums his fingers as you both take it all in. You'll never glimpse Xanadu, dance a jig on ancestral flagstone, 
stand atop the peak you saw on your way to school, travel the October country, walk Grover's Corner, Flanders Fields, or fly over the white cliffs of Dover, stroll the marketplace of old Algiers, see the pyramids along the Nile, or get what Murray and a thousand clowns insisted upon. So, there you are, sitting with time, feeling just as you did all that way back when, as your dreams come and go lightly, passing by as bubbles which pop, becoming less than a breath of mist that vanishes, as time takes you for a ride, as they used to say. At some point, you mutely come to the conclusion that this tete-a-tete has nothing to do with regret, nothing to do with anything like that at all. In fact, it's just a show for a very exclusive audience of one. And then time, time nods exactly as you do. Regret has nothing on this sort of loss. As you look up, one last bubble approaches, wobbling. You are uncertain it will make it. Oh, how you wish. You wish that it was a book you could reread at your leisure. But it isn't. And it wasn't made for that, certainly. Nope, not made for that at all. My goodness, Dan Brady. Yeah. It's uh, the overview. Dan Brady, you're your own, you're your own best witness. You're, yeah. you're speaking to yourself about where you are. Are you, are, you, are you in your middle 50s now, I guess? No, I'm in my middle 60s now. 60s. Well, we're all getting along. We're moving right along. So that's the kind of thing we think, think of and go through as, uh, as the years fly by. Is that right? That's true. That's how I see uh, that. Reflections come and go, whistling their tunes. And you try to get in tune with that and keep understanding that change is the only constant and that renewal is something that comes with each breath, each heartbeat. Every moment, the idea that needs to come, does come, will come, and change for the better is inevitable. Like Martin Luther King said, justice, the arc of history favors freedom or favors justice. I can't remember which one he said, but the arc of history favors justice. So that's that's, uh, that's what I can leave you with at this point, unless you want another poem. Well, I see Dan Brady. Those are two two, uh, quite hugs poems to think of as you you go on with your life. And there you are every Wednesday is where I write. uh, You have your... uh, You have your shop every Wednesday at... uh, Yeah, Sacred Ground. Sacred Ground. and Coal. And uh, and we're, I have we have our shop here on the corner of Twenty First and Valencia, and are able to uh, to speak out to the whole, I mean Florida. Uh, pardon me, Florida. I don't Every know. Friday. So let's let's connect. That's right. And so we're on a similar journey. I can see at eighty, I I can see the path that I've been along, and I've known you for quite some time. Isn't that right, Dan? Oh yeah, we we've gone back lots of years now. <laughs> That's amazing. And uh, the the woman who's a witch. Who you who passed, who you inherited that reading from was who? That's been. Who I had, couldn't hear the part of that. Who had that reading? Uh, she's passed. She had. Oh, Johanna Wedgwood. Johanna. Yeah. A Wedgwood. She did it for over twenty years, and then I I sort of stepped in because she passed away very suddenly. Everybody said, "Why don't you do it?" And I thought, "Uh, okay," but it took me a while to make that choice. And perfect, and Johanna. 
a good friend of mine. Very yeah. good. I can tell you a few things, but I won't. But anyway, Johanna and her daughter, who I knew when she was knee high, who's now a, a strong young woman herself. Is that right? Yeah, Susanna. Uh, she's she's capable, adult, wonderful. I haven't heard from her in a while, but she comes by every once in a while, sits in and says hello and gets back in touch. So it's very That's nice to see what you're talking about. And Johanna is right here alive in my mind. And yeah. Johanna was uh, certainly the first self-proclaimed witch I met. Long before Starhawk, I knew about Starhawk. Johanna and we had many, we were good friends. And I was living on the other side of the panhandle right there. And we, um, we spent some good time together. That I can yeah. tell you about off the uh, off the, but anyway, so she's alive in our head right now, just as you and Dan Brady. But so, so let's continue to to uh, do more together than either of us can do on our own. Val, Dan Brady, Jack, and the people who come through here. You've been here, so invite people, invite people here, and vice versa. How's that? That's good. I love it. So Val, what do you think? Well, I'm just, I'm really happy, Dan, that you called in today and uh, that you're still hosting, being generous with your time and energy to host the Wednesday night Sacred Grounds open mic poetry reading. I actually just told a couple of uh, students of mine about it because they said that they were interested in poetry and that they don't write poetry, but they like poetry. And I said, well, if you want to hear poetry, you should go to Sacred Grounds. What's the address of Sacred Grounds? Ah. I can get it for you just a moment because I have it written down here. And What's gonna... right on the corner of it's Hayes, the... Hayes well, and... Right at the corner of Hayes and Cole. Hayes right and right... Cole. Hayes yeah. and Cole. All right. Right at the corner, yeah. That's, su- mean, that's sufficient. Yeah, yeah. That, that, if they <laughs> you can't can, miss it. If you go to that intersection, it's the only Sacred Grounds Cafe you will see. And the name <laughs> Sacred Grounds, for years I, th- I, th- I think about it from time to time. Sacred Grounds, of course, this is a play on words because the grounds are coffee grounds. But also the grounds to be there, yeah. and the grounds that uh, Johanna kind of opened the door for for 20 years, and that you jumped in a perfect choice, and now you've reached the point where you're thinking about what those larger questions of what it all means, and about your place in the universe, and uh, life goes on. And their True podcast, enough. the Wednesday night readings are also podcasts on the internet. Oh, there is. Yeah, yeah, you can reach it. Out. There's a there's a URL a URL for that, but I don't have it with me. I mean, I have to go look it up, and it'd be like all these letters. So, well, we can have to figure that out. Well, we can we can do that. We can link that up, can't we, Val? Can we link on our, our page, uh, Common Thread Collective page? Can we have a link also to the podcast of, of the of the Sacred Ground reading? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Technically, we could do that. Yeah, if I, <laughs> oh, let's do more together than we can do on our own. That's the, the theme emerges of the show every every week. So come on down. I'll come up there, you two, Val, and it's a life is a to be continued. To be continued, Great. right on. Great. Right on. Well, thanks for calling, Dan. Thank you so much, and I hope to do this again. This was fun. Oh, you're always welcome. All and right. We have the street band, which I met at 16th Admission. And if you want to, uh, so they'll be coming on next. They're called Birds, Birds on a Wire, and they look like they'll be interested. Very interesting. They'll be doing a set, so we can do that too. We're 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 totally open ended. Just come on down, and we'll fit you in. All right. Thank you so much. The great uh, mystery of life. What do you think? What do you think, Jack? Beautiful, wonderful. Dan's a really good poet. Yeah. Well, a great human being. Look at this lad. Here's what his poetry was about. It was not only it was poetry, but it was about musing at where we are on this point of life, uh, looking back and looking forward, and here we are. 
Well, here we are on the Common Thread Collective, as we are every Friday here at Mutiny Radio. And we're going to be rolling in. It's it's 420, everybody. Happy 420. Uh, weed, is, weed is legal uh, for recreational and medicinal use in the state of California. And we're looking to keep it that way. Um, so um, in celebration of the fact that even though a, a year ago during that horrendous um, presidential election, um, you know, I went to bed the night before and thought, okay, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and a woman's going to be president, and the death penalty is going to be abolished, and le- weed's going to be legal. And I got one out of three. So here's a song from Elisa Hava called I Vote. I stimulate the brain on what they got to say 
and read between the lines to figure the best way. Choose your side if you're gonna ride. Make your plan. Take nothing showing up the truth. State your name for the record so they know you came. Remind them who you are strong. You possess no shame. I have All right, Alisa Hava, I Vote, featuring Spirit Child. And right now in the studio, you're listening to the Common Thread Collective, and uh, we've got our friend, Allison B., from the library. Welcome back. Hi, um... I guess it's still January, so we can still say Happy New Year. A little to. longer, we have to be happy about something. Well, I'd say Happy Hippie New Year. Thank you, because, Dave. Uh, because that's my uh, place in the world, kind of. So it's, I love saying Hippie New Year. Have a Happy Hippie New Year, which means to me, uh, be free. I think that's a great suggestion. It's a beautiful Friday afternoon here in the Bay Area and... Um, once again, I'm going to continue with a page from a really good old friend of Dave's. His name was Jack Michelin. The book is called One of a Kind. Um, it really does sum him up. And um, so last time I read page one of this amazing poem called The City of Time. And um, I'll see how far I get with page two. Um, just pretend that there's a bluesy piano in the background. We can pretend that there's a bluesy p- piano in the background. We can make a bluesy band. Yeah. Uh, where is the blood flower? If you get there, you can play some bluesy piano. I'll tell you what, I'll find some bluesy piano for us. Hold cool. on. And then I can just tell you where this book is from. It's from... Ugly Duckling Press from the estate of Jack Michelin with Vince Silver, 2008. I found this book um, right here in the mission and it was distributed by Small Press Distribution. Oh yeah, that's over in Berkeley. That's right, a wonderful old organization and um, I'm hoping they're still around. They used to have a great poetry events and book sales oh they have a website spdbooks.org that's small press distribution um, spdbooks.org so 
Small press distribution and there's small press traffic, which is another group that says similar things. They're over here. But anyway, but Jack Michelin was over here. And That's you can find right. him over here. If you walk down the street, walk down, was that 20th? Yeah, 20th Street, 21st Street, walk down and you look at a wall, you can see together, I'm still alive, but he's gone to the spirit. You see, you've seen, you see me in a full-size mirror of me with Jack Michelin uh, hovering over me like a ghost, like yeah. the spirit of poetry. And that makes me so happy. Take it away. So it's called The City of Time, page two. His eyes gleaming with the timeless lights of cities, each one on his own time, only the leopard springs, not the weary or the poor or the gutless in the gutters of time. Lost queers. We are all queer, the grotesque of cities, the disenfranchised, the ones down with hate, the ones heavy with their victims. They too are eyeless, high in the Sierras. The eagle soars across the winter snow, across the peaks of East Utah, Colorado, and California. The cities stand on the hill forever. It is quiet in the monasteries. Nuns walk tiptoe. No loud laughs there, no sonic boom of planes. The women spurned and soiled with lost loves. The children doubting in the fairyland of playgrounds. Warriors. Clones are passing across boundaries. Politicians heavy with sweat and lies and telephones. The infinite knowledge to know nothing and sacks of mail that each one a shadow chases. A shadow hovers, a mother, a father, a grandfather, a loved one. A rare forgotten moment, for that is all there is. Forgotten moments, memories, only the desperate knock, the landlord and the saints. Not even Santa Claus knocks, the buses move on to Reno. The fifth race is on at Aqueduct. In California, people move in large circles, crisscrossing, double-crossing. Thank you, Jack. That was page two. He was portraying a world. A world that's the pre-hippie kind of world. The world of, the, the, the world of Ellen Ginsberg saying, I saw the best minds of my generation. The Negro streets at night looking for an angry fix. The, the, the rejects, the outsiders, we believe that that's what we're going to be. We believe that that's what our, 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 that part of our generation was, 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 was dropping out and would be finding. It wasn't particularly, it was kind of like death on an installment plan. It was kind of like a journey to the end of the night. But I believe that that's what Jack was talking about. And that's why Jack was, was, was about so much the forgotten, the hidden, the underground poet of the Beat Generation. I'm talking about Jack Michelin. I love you, Jack, and your spirit is with us. Wow. Anyway, um, we have again in 
I heard it's going to be in March. Check out Mission Branch Library for Thursdays in the Mission. Um, it should be second Thursday. You can check the Friends of the Public Friends of the San Francisco Public Library website for more information. And I will drop by with more information when I have it. Anyway, um, tomorrow at the library, we have the Lion Dancers to welcome in the new year. That will be at five o'clock. Okay, you guys, five o'clock or five thirty at Mission Branch Library, 24th and Bartlett. You can call 355-2800 for more information or just show up tomorrow afternoon. If the weather holds out, it'll be outside. Beautiful. Mm. <laughs> hey, Dave, we've got our friend Tyler, Tip Vicious, on the oh, phone. Tyler, t- Tip a canoe. And Tyler, oh, too. <laughs> hey, let me pick up oh, these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get your headphones on. Headphones. In the meantime, I want to say thank you, Library Lady, for, you. for uh, always bringing in some some very cool content and letting people know uh, how they can access more public resources. Is that the library lady? It is the library uh, lady. She's uh, she's yo. Her voice is like mad relaxing. I was like listening to. I wanted to call in, but I was like, "What is she talking about?" Like I just felt so calm. Whoever's on the piano, they're killing it too. <laughs> that was actually some piano that I found online by a UK-based piano player called. Uh, Dan uh, Burnett. So, Got you. So, yeah. It was so, we, so, we do all of this. This is like the social media. We can weave it all together. So, yeah. And, and that was a poem by the uh, a man who I knew years and years and years for years and years ago. He's gone now, named Jack Michelin. He was a poet, and as you can tell, came out of the Beat Poets, uh, the Peak Poets view of the world. And there he was, and we're weaving him in. That's Ellison with that voice of hers putting out this astounding poetry. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was beautiful. I love it when you can, like, kind of transcend gender through, you know, poetry. She she definitely did the thing there. Good and the, and I in fact I want to mention again, the women's march is also tomorrow. You know, great to have the lion dancers come down and then come and that's at five o'clock. Come on down and bring it anyway. That's um, uh, and I, if I had a banner, I had this vision of a huge banner. Speaking of gender, for the women's march to go all the way across the street with big letters that just say gender free, gender free. <laughs> And that was the spontaneous words. What do you think? That sounds great to me. <laughs> so what do you, what's Especially up with you, Tyler? <laughs> you're on the you're on the phone again, and soon. Where are you, by the way? Let's uh, let's put you out geographically. Are you on the other side of the bay? I I'm in Sacramento, California, right? Oh my goodness! Now. So through the magic of the social media, I'm talking to you as if you were here in the room. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Who else is there? So I can get a mental picture, too. Okay, well, we also have Val, of course. Uh, yeah, we've got Blood Flower. Uh, Flower. We had Roman here with us earlier. Um, and we've got some new friends who showed up today uh, called Birds on a Wire who are getting themselves set up, and they're going to play next. They're a street band I met at 16th and the 16th Street between Valencia and Mission, and they were playing. They had they, they, uh, the moment they got one instrument of bass that they pass around among them. And they're going to be playing, and the the, 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 the spokesman seems to be a guy who's, who's uh, taking the name Yeshaya, Yeshaya, 
which is uh, the Aramaic name for Jesus. So we can expect oh. so they look like they're going to be amazing. So they're going to take us out. That'll be the show. But so, uh, so Tyler, do you have anything you'd like to bring to the to the to the mix? It's good to hear your voice. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah, I um last week when I called in, unfortunately I didn't have that much time, but uh, I I wanted to set uh, aside some time today on my break so I could call in, and I haven't I haven't been writing as much poetry as I was in San Francisco. I've been writing a lot of music, but <clears throat> the other day I was just like, it's been some weird weather here, and I just I don't know I just had like a lot of stuff inside of me that I just I felt like I needed to write. I started to head home, and then I I like parked off, and I just wrote this little poem and I wanted to share with you guys. Um, it doesn't have a name though. <laughs> if that's okay with you guys. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I guess that I'll go ahead and, uh, go, go, go ahead, ahead and, and do it. Do my stuff. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I'm still working on the timing, but let's see. As well. Practice may not make perfect, but it just might make better. Go ahead, Tyler. All right. Ten minutes away from quitting on the saying, fuck it. You can see it on my face. I've been chugging anger by the bucket. Because there ain't no other place that can make me feel this way. And I guess it's less than needless now. I'm helpless and I'm sleepless. Sounds of talking got me fiending for a stable slice of grace. My bliss. Not this, this. Nutsack that I'm trapped in Yeah, I tried to stress the latch But it keeps dragging me back in I'm chained, it's lame And I just want to fly away Someone send me down to Magic Dragon I'd hop right on, I do imagine Keep the fame, the flashy fashion Past that plate of happy faster Yeah, 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 yeah I want to run away Faster than I can Wah, 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 woe is me but I'm still a man, and I put my sanity at risk every time I'm in the mist. Because every step when you ain't happy has you standing in some shit. And I don't want to quit before I'm made, but I want to quit like every day. Because I know that my potential's there, but I know that I'm going to feel the pain. I tried to weigh my options here, but all the scales just bend and break. The next time I have heightened stress might be the last batch I can take. So I pick it up and I put it down because this town sure gives the runaround. So maybe I should wear this frown to help keep the population down. I'm bound to pessimistic thoughts around the sounds of drips and drops, but I'll pound the pavement till I'm lost and found amongst my building blocks. Wowzie. <laughs> Tyler. The, the, that's amazing. The person of the persona that you assume for the show, for the poem, all of it come together. Tyler, I'm amazed. Yeah. Keep it up. Keep doing it. You're always welcome to bring it right here. To Mutiny yeah, Radio, yeah. Common Thread Collective. Spring Sacramento and what you're going through. Yeah. We're here in San Francisco. I, uh, I wrote that with you guys in mind because um, when I first started writing poetry, like I really hit my stride when I was in San Francisco and I was doing spoken word, but a lot of my spoken words just started ending up sounding like, you know, raps. And then obviously I got into hip hop music and stuff, but I really tried to slow myself down with this one and just kind of 
get back to like spoken word. So hopefully that came through a little yeah, bit. That would came through yeah. with this persona, persona, I call it. This persona, <laughs> which is within you, begging, hoping to get released from time to time, and you just released it. It's part of you that normally people don't get a chance to hear. Is that right? Yeah. You know, I, I like to think that the persona is uh, is what I have when, I, when I'm not doing what I love. So like when I'm not doing spoken word or or making music you know everything else is just kind of like um it's kind of like that image that we you know we keep to to have have sanity with ourselves throughout the day but i think if i talk like that all the time people would think i was mad weird <laughs> but it, it's good to, to be able to call in and just uh, be myself with you guys again Oh, it's so beautiful to have you. What do you think, Val? It's always great to hear from you, Tyler. I'm glad you're a part of the Common Thread Collective. And it's super cool that you call in from Sacramento to be a part of it, too. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to make it a habit. And, uh, make it a and habit. We could still be together on Fridays. <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. So do you have some kind of government job? Are you working in an office? Is that what you're doing? He's, he's working for for uh, marijuana. M- marijuana in the marijuana right. industry. Oh, then they yes, must ma'am. do. What's it the like? The cannabis industry. Well, well, well no say. one knew really what would happen and happen now that it's legal. How, well, what effect has that had? What is, how do you see it going now that it's well, legal? First, first thing I want to say is that there's like some really bold quotation marks around the world the word legal um right now (laughs) um so basically 2018 i mean i'm sure a lot of people in san francisco know because they just tend to be a little bit more up to date with this type of stuff but basically what recreational marijuana means to california is that dispensaries um meaning storefronts and delivery services and distributors which are like vendors and people that are actually producing product they're able to apply for licensing to um, sell uh, marijuana on a recreational level, which means 21 and up. Um, but I'm working for a company that is, we're working towards our recreational licensing, but there's a ton of flaming hoops you got to hop through before you can do that. As far as I know, there's like, I think like less than 10, you know, uh, co- companies that are, are having their recreational ri- license right now. And so obviously the recreational market is still very small right now. Um, Again, the company I'm working with there, they are working towards it, but right now we just serve um, medical patients. So, um, so so you'll get a call. Good and worthy too. We'll do it online. We'll do it online. We want to get a couple grams and you hop in a vehicle and you drive up and ring the bell and they say, here I am. Yep, yep, it's something like that. Like the pizza so man, I, but I you're the pot man. Ho, ho, ho. On my, um, <laughs> the last time I called in, um, the company I'm working for, they're called Humble Root, and um, I'm just, I'm really blessed to even be with them uh, because, I mean, one, we're here in Sacramento, and so that that means we're, like, on the front line of as far as, like, legislation and being able to, to make a, a, a vocal impact um, in how things were going to be kind of drafted for this year. And um, the owners of this company, uh, Javi, Brandon, and Justin, they were actually at a lot of city council meetings and meeting with senators and and uh, councilmen and women, um, and helping them to specifically draft, you know, requirements that would include delivery 
in recreational because prior to them doing so, there was nothing, there was no, there was no plans for it. It, it would have right. only been, you know, one of those things where you can come in, you would have to go into a storefront. So, you know, obviously they're really knowledgeable on uh, cannabis and um, just the industry as well. And uh, just very proactive. And I mean, they call themselves pioneers, but I mean, it seems a little bit um, gloaty, but <laughs> it, 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 honestly, they really are um, because nobody else has done it. And they, and if it wasn't for them, a lot of, I mean, I wouldn't have a job right now. Yeah, another so, guy with a job. <laughs> that's cool. So Jerry yeah, Brown, I definitely call. I get them to call in and uh, talk to you guys about, you know, recreational and stuff. What about free speech here? I'm just imagining one day, Jerry, you'll get a call. Jerry, Jerry needs a couple grand. And you'll go to that address and what? This is the cabin. That's Jerry Brown. Needs a couple <laughs> grams. Or whatever it is that Jerry Brown will use. Because it's going to be going around the planet. This is going to be, it's only begun to see the effect on the society generally that illegal weed is going to have the ganja, the bloom. It's, it's going to, the effect it will have is still pretty much unknown. The door is open, yeah, I think, and we're coming through. Yeah, I think that um, that California legalizing is probably one of the most proactive moves that cannabis enthusiasts could have um, could have like cannabis tried for um, in the Western Hemisphere, because California and you know Northern California, Southern California as a whole has always been considered um, you know a, a place where trends are started. And um, I, I'm just happy that, you know, I was I was uh, I've been in California pretty much my whole life. And, you know, for us to be, you know, one of the people that are kind of pushing that agenda is just awesome. I, I mean, I think of people in like, for example, your generation, um, Diamond Dave, that, you know, you probably saw countless people locked up for less than a gram, you know, and now it's to the point where if you're over 21, you can carry, you know, uh, two ounces <laughs> on yourself. Um, which is awesome, and and uh, I just hope that we see some more reform as far as uh, drug policy goes and and laws um, punishing people that are using cannabis. Um, be part but, of the thread you know, of what we do here. Uh, myself, you're right. I started smoking the good herb in 1957. Jesus, when it was a small <laughs> group of white people who kind of introduced the fact that they had been a secret of black and brown people. And just about there in the middle of 50, 1957 for me, uh, uh, began, anyway, that's when I began to smoke. You can take it from there. Man, before I was yeah, you're right, I knew countless people before. went down. <laughs> that's, um, that's, I mean, that's awesome. And uh, you, don't, you don't smoke anymore, though, huh? Well, I'll take it from around, I'll take a toke. A toke. A ceremonial <laughs> toke. Because it's yeah, that the, the, the weed then, I have to tell you, was a lot different. You could smoke it all day and didn't feel that you had to worry about uh, anything, didn't about it being too strong. It, it, it right. got you really where you're supposed to be. I'm talking about stoned in a good way. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's awesome. I really love my job, honestly. That I get to... Like um, you get free weed it, and it, I get paid for it. Yeah, well, I don't get free weed, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. That was one of the one of the new things with recreational is that you can't just give it out anymore. And so, oh, like, no. we get a lot of patients that are just used to the first time patient deal. You know, you get a bunch of free stuff, and we can't even do that anymore. Yeah, no, but, I, um, I understand that. I, now I'll think again. Well, gee, yeah, gee but, Tyler, thanks for calling, and please, you yeah. know, you're uh, you're you're bound to be 
a regular participant in the Common Thread Collective with what you see hey, up I there in the front lines in, the, in Sacramento, the state capital. And yes, if, sir. And anybody you'd like to bring on with you? And as as this, I we, we want to know how this adventure, this adventure of yours, your adventures of legal marijuana in the state capital itself, Sacramento, works out. What do you think, Val? I think it's great. I'm excited that everybody who is a part of this is a part of this, and everything that gets spread out from here is, uh, you know, like the gossamer, right? It just keeps flying out, and we never know where it's going to touch down. So, uh, right. thanks for sharing what you do and doing what you do, Tyler. It's good to hear from you, man. It would be good yeah, to see you, too. Good to see you, too. So, Tyler, we San love Francisco you, too. It's be happening. I haven't stopped smiling since I got on the phone, so thank you for that. Yay. Oh, good. <laughs> I had a guest earlier today on Women's Magazine. I had Kelly Johnson, who just put out a book called The Women Who Move the World. It's a photography book of the like sure. progressive movements from like since 2003 until now. And she was talking, and we took a little break, and she's like, my face hurts. I've been smiling so much. So I'm glad to know we have that effect. <laughs> yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, I would say keep it up, but I don't think there's any chance of it stopping. <laughs> well, we'll keep doing what we do, and you know, as much as we can. So, getting on the same page and getting out of the box. Right. And Tyler, you be definitely back. So good to have you back. Thanks for calling. All right, now we got birds on a wire who've been setting up and patiently waiting. Uh, cool crew who just came in today met Diamond Dave on the day they formed a band, Lousy. which in you know in d d cosmic Diamond Dave dust that doesn't cosmic. surprise me at all. We be um, cosmic, we be cosmic, we be and that's for goofy. And that's for goofy. Stephen, right? Hello. All right, and Darren. Yeah, I'm Darren. And Carrie. All right, we're gonna. It's gonna do a little round robin. So Steven's starting out. Um, Darren, you doing vocals for this? Uh, no, I'm just gonna let everybody know who we are. And oh yeah, oh good. Yeah, by all means. Cool. Uh, my name is Darren. I go by Pause. Uh, we're from all over the United States. Uh, we're all about bringing peace and love and the heartbeat back to San Francisco. Uh, everybody's out there saying there's a lot of negativity and just hurt and hate around here, and we're trying to revive it back. San Francisco and the Bay Area is known for music and. In this is supposed to be a sanctuary. There's a lot of sadness going on. They're taking immigrants, Mexicans. This it was their land. This We're all loved together. They're taking their families away. We're about bringing people together and bringing them back together. So I hope you guys enjoy our music. We're 16 Street Birds on the Wire.
Okay. Wow, that's laying the bass down, brother. I get the philosophy. I hear the words, the unsaid words coming out on the bass line. Keep up the good work. I want to keep on doing it, guys. Yeah, it's so... I'm so glad you all came in today to share your music and your positive message and your vision for more music, more art, more community out on the, the streets of San Francisco. Thank you. I mean, we're... Thank you for having us. It's just being humble and thankful to... Yeah. Uh, we've just been all through, been through so much, uh, all different walks of life. And we're really trying to get out there. It doesn't matter what... Where you are, what part of the city you're from, what your addiction is. I, I'm an ex-heroin and meth addict. I was an addict for 16 years, and what got me back is music, marijuana. Thank God for our trees. Lord. And praise God that we got it uh, legalized here now. And what we're doing is we're going all over the city, playing our music in every block. Turk and Taylor, doesn't no matter where, because you know what? No matter what substance you're on, no matter what you're going through, you hear bass, drums, any kind of music, it welcomes your spirit. Right. Music has been the heartbeat of humanity since the dawn of time. Before we had words, we had music, and that's what we're trying to bring back. And there's so much negativity going on, and we're, I'm tired of living a negative life. We all are. And we're trying to bring people together. Musicians that see us on the street, join us together. Let's play. Let's jam. Let's show people what real love's all about. So... I'm getting ready to get on right now. This is Darren Paz, and I hope you guys enjoy this. Just a second, my amp's not stoned enough yet. We haven't hit the vape in our death. All right, let's do this. Somebody stone that amp.
Yeah, that's on. It's a little bit of a heartbeat. Sorry. My, our fingers are kind of messed up. We've been playing pretty hard like the last month and a half. My fingers are all cut up and stuff right now from us constantly playing, but we need crazy glue badly. <laughs> badly. Anyways, <laughs> that's how you... We're 16th Street Birds on a Wire. If you guys want to hit us up at all to talk about how you can... We're trying to do a GoFunding. We're trying to get us a bus to go across country to show people what the heartbeat, bring the heartbeat back to the country. There's a lot of stuff going on out here. Uh, 16th Street Birds on a Wire. We got to GoFund us. Dot com. We're on Facebook, 5th and Market all the time uh, during day. Ocean, Ocean Beach, Beach over the Cliff House. We're going to be there tonight. And 16th Street, right where the BART station is, to prove no matter where we are in the city, if you're a drug dealer, hooker, businessman, does not matter. We're all the same people. We're all here together. We're, let's work together to build this city back up. Yeah. Thank you. Right on. We really, I really appreciate that about you guys. That's, seriously. And we talk a vision, and this is just the early days. <laughs> yeah, you take the name Joshua, which is the original, which is Jesus' original name. Is that right? This is Aramaic. The name, we, we might see Jesus, but they said Joshua. And that'd be there, beginning of my mission. And the mission of some other instruments coming your way, some drums, some other instruments that we're going to be hearing from you. We're going to hear from you anyway. So thanks for coming here to, to, uh, to Mutiny Radio and the Common Thread. And we feel your mission and, we, and you got our support. How's that? Yeah, you do. And I'll, I'll find that GoFundMe page. And so basically, we're streaming live here on mutinyradio.fm. So it's going around the planet on the internet. You can also uh, listen to the show afterwards, after the six o'clock hour. They will automatically upload as a podcast. So if you go forever. to mutinyradio.fm, you go to check, click on podcast, you find the common thread collective. It's all alphabetical by show. And then the, the newest shows pop up toward the bottom. Yeah, so I'll well. It right now. What what will um, what I do is you saw me kind of typing over here. Um, I take notes on everybody who comes through, oh and then goodness. I uh, post it on our Facebook page, which is Common Thread Collective, and I tag anybody who I can or put people's websites on it that I can, um, so that you know it gets out there, and then you can see it and you can share it with your friends or whoever, and it it, it is it is there. You got it. Okay. Right on. So you guys have a Facebook page, 16th Street Birds on a Wire. All right, I'll find you. Uh, yeah, I I did. All right, I'm gonna find you guys. I'll tag you in. Um, once the podcast comes up, basically I'll I'll post the link to the podcast and be like, this is what happened on January 19th, 2018. Birds so uh, it's it's happening, and we've got uh, last month. Well, we. Well, we we average anywhere between about five and seven thousand dollars. Sorry, five and seven thousand downloads a month. A month just for this show. So the people are listening. Yeah, they're yeah. Li- so we're happy to connect with you guys and and help you get your word out and spread the community. Oh yeah, get on. Pick up the the one the mic there, so you can. Yeah, just yeah. get a little closer. Pretty speech, uh, Shout out to a community member that's been out here for us. He's like a father figure. His name's Mark. Uh, he's been there for with us no matter what. And, you know, you're our family, man. And yep. just we thank you. you. Love you, man. You always be a part of the group. Right 
Right on. Right on. 16th Street, Birds on a Wire. Well, we hope you guys to see you soon, too. If you're all around the city, we're here on Fridays. Come in and jam uh, with whatever uh, amalgamation of yourselves and your band there may be. And I'm, I know, like, just talking with Steven, I'm sure you got a lot of, you got a lot of great energy out there. So more people are coming in. Coming in. <laughs> Speaking... Speaking of coming in, because I can't hear you guys because they're not on the mic, but speaking of coming in, I saw Jennifer Barone come in. What, Jennifer? Look at her. Look come at that. You, Jennifer. C- come on in to come on the, into the studio. studio. Oh, what a nice surprise. Hell yeah. It's been a good, it's been a pretty good show we've got I, going on today I, here, Dave. Well, I think it's not what's going to happen. I don't think anything's going to happen. Something always does. <laughs> I haven't been able to get out because of my my back situation. I was house house. I spent a lot of time alone in my room. Jennifer, how oh, good to see you, beautiful sister. Yes. I wonder what have you come through. This is becoming a place to be on a Friday afternoon. It's the place to be. All the different uh, coming through and putting it out there. Yeah. It comes through and puts it out there. We had a really good talk and heard some of this amazing poetry. I'm talking about Jim Brady. Oh, yeah. He called Jim Brady. Dan Brady. Dan Brady. <laughs> Dan Brady called. And he's not, but he's got this poetry looking back at what his life is about and why he's doing all this, which is just amazing. Blew me away. Now we have you. uh, It was just amazing to hear Brady, who took over from, who had the show that that we're talking about that Wednesday, which has been a a place for the spoken word for so many decades. And then Dan Dan Brady's done a long time. And before that, there was who? Oh, um, um. She's passed, but she did it for 20 years. It's gonna come to me. She, I know, I just lost it. She's. Uh, I know, we uh, just talked about it. I, and she was really very close. <laughs> we were intimate. And uh, she Cats was the first person I, I ever met long before Starhawk, who's a self-proclaimed a good witch. Jahana oh. Wedgwood. Jahana yeah. Wedgwood. Brilliant. She was she was, she, she was related to the family of the Wedgwoods. And they're plates in England. That was she her. was also a druid, right? Yeah, druid. A witch yeah. druid. That was her. Yeah. She was the first uh, open mic that I went to when I moved to San Francisco. Oh, wow. So she was so welcoming and kind to me and generous. There's some poetry, poetic hipstery there. Yeah. Jennifer Barone's first open mic in the hip city. Hip story. <laughs> Hip story. What's the hip story? What's the hip story? What's the hip story with you, Jennifer? Uh, let's see. Back in action. The word party every third Tuesday. We just had a kick, kick-ass uh, event with Stephen Gray. And Stephen. Next month, we're going to have a lovely feature, Afi Ayana, who oh. is a jazz singer. So we're going to mix it up a little bit. usually have a featured poet, but we're going to have a jazz sh- singer for February, so it's going to be fun. And where is it again? Uh, at Piano Fight, 144 Taylor off of Eddie, um, every third Tuesday of the month. And it's open mic where people could read with live jazz. That's where I used to sell my food stamps. <laughs> and I did it uh, so many times in those early days. I kind of, it was so delightful to go back to my first generation, being a, kind of the last of the beatniks, because the idea of poetry and jazz really came out of that generation, beatniks. At a place called the Jazz Cellar. Yeah, tell us about it. <laughs> uh, I'm about to. Come to think of You come down these steps. This is on Green Street, uh, oh, right God. in the heart of North Beach. During that time, when they had, when our, our Hate Street was Grant Avenue, where we had, where our Hate Street was, that was our stroll, and where it was a place 
for further up grants where we should be packed in this week to meet Kerouac and Cassidy and all the crew. Everybody was together hanging out. It was an amazing place. It was just seemed like I, I just hitchhiked here to town. Then we had a little further down the street, down the block there, was, uh, was the Coexistence Bagel Shop. Mm. That's where we spent our days. That's where people like David Meltzer, I mean, when he first came to town, uh, that's where he met, uh, met his, his wife, who's now passed. Now they're both passed. Uh, well, anyway, and then uh, then at Green Street was a jazz seller. Wait, did Meltzer's wife pass on? Uh, earlier. When? Uh, it was a few years ago. This was her first, uh, his first uh, the one who I knew really well. She's a very good friend of mine. Tina McConnell was her name, Tina. They had some daughters who are now middle-aged. I know that, uh, anyway. So that, uh, that's when Meltzer first came into the bagel shop. I said, welcome, come sit at the front table. That's where we were every day. This was 1957, by the way. Well, I'm time. And then at night, you could saddle down to the jazz cellar. You go down these, it was a cellar. And they're playing would be, now legendary, I hope, Bruce Lippincock, Tenor Sax, Judy Tristano. She was uh, uh, Letty Tristano's ex-wife. She played a little sax. Um, and the drums was, uh, but they'd be there. They were like the they were like the house band, and he walked down. You'd uh, you'd be and you'd be welcome. There he was in his full spirit, none other than the now legendary poet Bob Kaufman. Oh yeah. He was like the major D. He'd mm -hmm. welcome you, <clears throat> and that's where and uh, that's really and that's where you could where there's some there's still some records. Kenneth Rexroth and jazz, it's, uh, Kenneth Patchen and bad. Mm -hmm. Those poets who are likely kind of likely. The people open the door to the beat generation. Pat, How about Pat, Ruth Weiss? And Ruth Rice, of course. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ruth Weiss, thanks for reminding me. She's still here on the planet. She's the originator of the poetry in jazz. <laughs> still here. She claims to have started it all. Oh, yeah, many claims. You she can't forget there. about Ruth. <laughs> oh, no, thanks. Well, we're into it. This is what it was about. And I, I was just a 17-year-old, 18-year-old kid pretending to be 21, and they pretended I was too. Maybe 19. I was born in 1937, this is 1957, so I was 19. And to go down, and there would be, and, there, and, I, and the fact is I'm still here, telling you about it, being the historian. It's you know? amazing. I know, we're all just part of a uh, very old lineage that keeps on going. <laughs> Shoot, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I haven't been there to the piano fight. What's the piano fight? Is that your place? Piano fight. You've been, you haven't been there? I haven't Are been there. Are you sure? There. Bloodflower's been there. Val's always there. Oh, Val. Uh, she Val. was our feature last year. <coughs> awesome. No, remember when we used to? We saw anybody outside of uh, where we outside of here? It would be at the, it would be at the jazz and poetry scene. You'd always be there, right? Back then, when it was when it was there on Valencia on the corner. Oh, Viracocha, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Is that where it began? Or was it a place no, no it, it began in the East Village of New York City. Oh, in the East Village, right there. I didn't see it there. I saw yeah, it was at like two or three different venues until I moved out here and Ingrid moved back out here and then it was at Club Deluxe, Viracocha, and now Piano Fight. So it's been at six different venues in the past, <laughs> or five, the, maybe. Now Jennifer Joseph, the publisher and poet, she had a Sunday open mic, where was that? Paradise. At, at the Paradise Lounge. I used to be there every week. 
And then uh, I think I don't I don't know where the bar bar is before or after the paradise. Oh, Cafe Bar Bar, that's like famous. Well, I was there. I didn't know we were famous. It was just a place to come. Yeah. And we met some amazing people who came. It was the one place you knew there was an open mic. I, w- I wish I was here for that, the bar bar. I was here for that. Oh, yeah, because I heard so many stories about that. And then there's still a lot of poets who remember it, and they did an anthology. Now that you know what, they have a reading now called Bar Bar in Exile. I saw that. That Richard Loringer, I think, helps Richard. to organize, and it it's around with a lot of the original poets from the Bar Bar scene. <laughs> well, they came and blessed uh, Sunday at uh, last Sunday as we do a little hipstery folks <laughs> last Sunday at the uh, at the Adobe uh, you you participated one you were a, you were a featured poet but a lot of uh, the barbar survivors was there who were there there were so at the gears turning poetry reading which is hosted by Kim Shuck on I gears believe turning. the first Sunday of the I month I always get confused <laughs> the second yeah. Sunday okay thank you Trust yeah me, I don't I know what day it is so in some some regard second Sunday um, yeah at, at Adobe Books so they had uh, Tom Stolmar yes. Stolmar he was a kid then, but, uh, but he was definitely a barbarian. He was definitely great the other night. He was like in, well in like really good form. When he comes to the word we got to watch out that he doesn't like crash into the very, very, yeah. very expensive that's jazz just, that's instruments. Just, that's just <laughs> I know. Yeah. But like he almost stepped on the bass, the upright bass. Yeah. <laughs> this, 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 is the, this is the first time I saw him not do some sort of like pratfall on the ground or writhe or anything. He respects Andrew a lot. He won't do that. Oh, that's nice. Story. We just got to get him in, into Adobe and it... And it, it, it Calms him to uh, oh, it to, does. He was to, calm? to well be to good to good behavior. Wow! <laughs> but he's great. I love his work. So, sometimes so, at the open mic, I write down quotes that poets say, and I happened to come across these papers the other day as I was going, you know, weeding stuff out, and I came across this Tom Solmar quote that said, "We're gonna need a lot of Viagra to get that wall up." <laughs> <laughs> That is perfect in in advance of the Women's March tomorrow. And the Women's March tomorrow. Uh, yeah, leave your Viagra at home, There needs lady. to be a poet's contingent. I guess it's too late. Maybe we can meet up there at noon. At, uh, we'll just meet up at noon at uh, Civic Center. And kind of let it come together organically. Don't pass it. We'll go organic. And we'll go down the street. I'm going to have two canes. I'm, my, my back is not in good shape. But I think with two canes, I can Walking get some sex. of the way. So Dave's in here demonstrating. I have a banner that would just say, gender free. You got walking sticks to get up this mountain we have to climb. <laughs> <laughs> Down the market street, here I come. But if, I, if we were a convention, <laughs> you guys, here us out here. I was just, I was playing gender some free. music earlier uh, on Women's Magazine from the Chicago, uh, 1972, the Chicago's Women's Liberation Rock Band. And the name of their um, album is um, Mountain, oh shoot, it's like Mountain Climbing the Mountain. Shit, sorry. I wish I had, I wish I knew it off the top of my head. It was, it was two M's. It was... Moving mountains. Moving mountains. Uh, moving mountains. That's what it was. What's that? Yeah, I interviewed uh, Kelly Johnson, uh, revolutionary photography. She's so beautiful, this book. She just put that book together. Well, she's been putting it together over the past year or so. Wow. 
Um, and she's been part of the movements of, of various uh, things since 2003. So she um, put this book together of all these women at different various course, actions. But the pictures speak for themselves. Yeah. And she's got golden moments we had in the conversation. You'll see people you know. Because they're kind of like, mm -hmm. uh, like she, she says she has enough pictures of me to make another book. Yeah. Because yeah. we know each other from Occupy. And uh, Occupy, uh, that's when I first met her and saw her first pictures and said, this, mm. woman, this woman is amazing. And we got to tell you, see, these are golden moments. These are pictures not posed, and they're not totally spontaneous, but they're that, just that, that golden moment between posed and spontaneity, where they're just realizing they're on camera and they're expressing themselves at all these different places, and there's very few words, just where the pictures were taken, and the pictures are my other 10,000 words. It's amazing. Um, well, as a writer, cool. I always enjoy the creativity of the the protest signs, and uh, you know, there's always some really like time. amazing. Here's Val. Tiara. Val, you're in this. I know. Tiara. I'm in the book. That was that was from uh, Earth Day 2016, when we had it over on. It was still over there on 22nd Street. It was over there for a couple of years. Photo of you. You look I didn't even know Kelly when that, that photo popped up on Facebook one day. And I was like, who's Kelly Johnson? And then, you know, she's knows friends with Mona Lisa and I've, I've met her, you know, subsequently, yeah, sure. but she's, a, she's always, a, she's there. She's got her camera, you know, like a true, uh, a truly good photographer, you know, she's got moment. a soft, soft shoe, you know, walks with a soft shoe and, and gets, a, gets in, gets up front, you know, gets invited to, to, to shoot at different places, yeah. which is not always, you know, the, she's got, you know, you got to earn community trust to be invited to a lot of these actions like the the cover photo is black lives matter from the bay bridge that they that she was invited to to uh f to shoot wow awesome beautiful a really iconic picture well, we need to, uh, she's got probably at this point she's got boxes in this book and we have to, uh, i suggested she take them to city lights and they can go on the counter and the front counter at city lights you know and people say wow what's this i'm getting these books i might as well get this too because it's self-published, I believe. Yeah, she published it through uh, oh, blurb. blurb. Yeah, which she's done before. She's got four or five other books. Um, but if people want to see what some of her work uh, and yeah, uh, tell us. her website is Kelly Johnson, in the way you would spell Kelly Johnson, K E L L Y J O H N S O N. Kelly Johnson Revolutionary Photography. dot com. Pretty awesome. Yeah, so, hey, you know, it is about 5.18, so I'm wondering what's happening for the rest of this program. I see, I oh, that's that's a poem in, in hand. I think that's going to be a blood flower sonnet, and I know Jennifer's always got some poetry with her. So let's let's uh, let's roll in, roll out, and do some poetry. What the fuck? Yep. Oh, we like it, Dave. All right. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Falling fall asleep on you. That's okay. Um, say, um, I'm Blood Flower. This is a sonnet that I wrote um, the other day. I usually um, manage to uh, crank out a couple a day. I'm very prolific that way so for some reason. So what do you call a sonnet? Do you count the number of lines? Well, it's... 
it's what sort of a sonnet of not so much a Shakespearean sonnet where I'm trying to win someone's heart over, but it's more like a um, Ted Berrigan kind of sonnet. Ted Berrigan was a fellow Rhode Islander poet, you know, a post-beatnik fellow, and he wrote sonnets, and I said, well, shoot, if he can do it, I can do it, yeah. you know, and I'll just put my own kind of spin on it. And the fact from Rhode Island is just co- that we're both from Rhode Island is kind of coincidental. All right, there are no coincidences. We're learning that. Uh, well, especially on the, especially in Providence, Rhode Island, there's very few coincidences. Yes. Um, Take it away, Bloodflower. Love's tender trap of carnal mirth, pierced palms of sullen fallen angels, a collapsed lung, stuttering in mentholated rags, the long-suffering eyes of frustrated saints. The shrill bones of ancestry held in contempt. The withering guile of feral children. Sour communions consumed with blood. A tree bent eastward rippling in static rage. Devout women refusing to acknowledge or weep for the dying, refusing to uncross the newly crucified. Redemption has no worth in this cul-de-sac. Let the dead rise and seek their own level in a vacant lot on Octavia Street, a rainy night of neon in which to praise the Most High. Thank you. Yeah, oh my god, this is so this is so magical because like Bloodflower's poem is like I'm on the same lines as Bloodflower. Let's see. I have two poems, is that okay? Oh yeah. And we may never be enough, but we are enough for ourselves. And we carry our ancestors in our skin across invisible borders. Who drew these lines? What lines do we create at the corner of our eyes and lips, navigating the canals of our palms and heart lines and headlines? Where do we enter and what do we leave? Steering the bow of a tempestuous ship, cursed to live in the in-between, adrift on a wild ocean of the mind. Not American enough, not Italian enough, unwanted without country, without home, we sculpt ourselves in the fog, create a new mythology, mixed up like minestrone in the past and the future, still left to be imagined. Find mm. one another. As you say, it's all about finding one another. And now we have these social tubes, the tools, social tools, uh, tubes, I said tubes, I meant tools. Tubes and tools. You may have heard this, but it's about there being no accidents. How, how in this great uh, goulash of the thing that we, we, part of the times we met and got aboard, and this movement's emerged pretty well, it's just emerged, and we keep on doing what we do, and just, uh, just plowing, plowing down the sea. And here it is. It's about there being no accidents. Yes. And I don't know what this poem is about. I just went. Oh, yeah, one more. I just went to. I just went to a writing, like a shut up and write event, and I was like, la da 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 da. Well, I don't know what I was. I, I, it's yet to be edited, but just written. And thus, you need magic. 
I don't want to live in a world that does not believe in miracles, that fails to recognize a direct line of communication with the saints, that doesn't dream of strange animals and metaphysical phenoms, that can't talk to phantoms or angels, that predict the winning lottery numbers and who writes all this off as that dirty word superstition. Is the spirit in the flesh or just the skeleton? left in expertly preserved bodies without decay in the mausoleums of the church, a bucket of bones sitting in a quiet marble room. I could dance with the dead if I want, hear my father laughing at me, speak Italian with a grandpa I never met. Visiting a grave, I can open up a signal to suddenly receive phone calls from family across continental divides. We do not need a boat anymore. We could astral plane. It's faster and it's cheaper, skipping over the great silence in the middle of the ocean like a glassine shell. But I do not want to live in a place that doesn't have magic in its fibers, that can't cure an illness with olive oil and a prayer, that believes only in the solid masses and forms of things, relying so strongly on the eyes where all vision and desire comes from that can bless or curse an open window to other dimensions. And so I set sail, relying so strongly on the unseen requires imagination to walk in the realm of ambiguous dreams. The spirit needs a random act to communicate. And we can learn Italian or learn surrealism to lay down our arrogance and admit we do not have the answers because we cannot see everything with only two small eyes. We need eyes in the feet and eyes in the hands and eyes in the back of our heads. At night I might dance with the dead, with the relatives known and unknown, and invite them for dinner and pour Prosecco. How do my fingers know the right amount of garlic to throw in the sauce, and my aunt to call me at my uncle's house in a different time zone when I am there? Why do I have this desire to visit the place where my family came from even though my parents never cared to go? All the time our ancestors are speaking through us and perhaps we are carrying out their wishes to know ourselves. They whisper to remember, remember me, remember where you came from, remember who you are, remember all they lost and all that we gained. No, I do not want to live in a world that forgets this, that my body is a loaf of bread and my blood is wine. Lousy. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Well, this year, here we are with the magic of the social media. Be able to sit together as we're sitting together, share these words, and others for once in a while realize we're being heard around the planet, and the podcast will remain virtually forever. And just before, uh, I, I, I happened to come across a poem in a New Yorker as I'm waiting for a ride here today, and um, it was the first poem I read from the New Yorker, from the New Yorker, a poem. But speaking of the olives, the last line was, you remember this uh, vow, to listen to, whose fruit in our oil expressed therefrom, we couldn't get enough of, whose shade could reform, and whose earliest ancestor, whose earliest ancestor. Athena's constant hand did unveil in Attica as the greatest gift to humankind. Talking about the olive tree. Yes. And Athena, I didn't realize, <laughs> in Athena, part of the mythology, that the greatest gift to mankind was the olive tree, and it was a gift from Athena, the goddess. And then in the Greek, it turned into the Roman myth of Minerva. Minerva. And Minerva, who had a battle, um, which I forget, was it Neptune? 
yeah. yeah and she you know had the battle for to develop the greatest gift and she won because she uh, gave forth the olive tree so the Greek became the Roman Minerva yeah. a little background, a little background yeah. noise and of course the uh, Athena was the archer right yes and they had they had her they had her they had her arrows there in her cup, and we have virtual arrows too. The arrows of the people coming in, the arrows are and we're sending these arrows across the planet. Thanks to the radio mutiny, you're here now. Thanks to Organic Valley. Uh, our, our underwriter, Organic Valley Family of Farms, who uh, who underwrite this show. Thank God it's underwrite me in a sense. In my in my old age, I need a um, uh, a caregiver, and they help make that happen. Thank you, Organic Valley. And Val, who else is I? Uh, and Dr. Bronner's. Dr. Bronner's. Well. I use all of Dilute. the above. <laughs> all of the above. They make this possible. I use Organic Dilute. Valley. Dilute. And or Dr. Bronner's I wash with. <laughs> all potent. And they pay the scene yes. each and every month to make this happen. That's so amazing. Fuck yeah. Remember to dilute. Yes. So I, uh, this is a poem mine. I, uh, I know Val's heard it many times, but I feel like if you might remember it too. It's kind of like my, uh, if I paint my masterpiece. It's about there being no accidents that we're here and we can trace the, the arrows that brought us all here on this uh, winter afternoon in the Mission District, San Francisco. And, it's, and this is it. Just by chance? Not uh, too likely. Just because the reason is now unclear doesn't mean we won't know one day. We hang on and in and follow the stream right down to the sea. Look up to the stars and hey, really see this, really see the sky. Undeterred, then he's not stopped. By conventional thinking, short sighters, deaf and blind of the spirit, and naysayers, killjoys, wall builders, door slammers, vision slayers, doomsayers, scribes, and Pharisees of science, theological engineers, lords of this system of things. But no morning. Spring set flows, figurative touch, eyes glow. In the night to live and dead, the poets remain alive. Walking down that title player, looking out for one another, just strolling down that moonlit path, the good red road. Dream weavers, spirit menders, healing the pain, soothing the silent screams, warriors of the rainbow just singing a freedom song. It's about this. It's about it being darkest just before the dawn. But when and where you least expect it, help will come along like green shoots thrusting through the damp, dark earth. Love will spring anew, life will spring anew, just breaking through the ice. And here we be. And, uh, and I'd say, weaving a tapestry, casting a spell, cast away sailors on a diamond-hard sea, a mother's cry in the southern breeze, dancing sideways down the ribbon of time, the path they had lit by the echo behind and and uh, i mentioned the red road the red road is the warrior path it's the sober path you know we have the a i have 17 years on it you know the a uh, the a prayer you know i probably let me change the things i can accept the things i can't and the wisdom to know the difference that's the a prayer but this is the prayer of the give me a hand this is the prayer of the uh here we're actually having like some gospel show. We're having the prayer. We're having a gospel show. The gospel show, I think it's out. It's a poetry gospel. Yeah, well, this is about the spirit. The poetry is a gospel. And here's the poem of the Red Road. It's a warrior path. It's a sober path translated from the Lakota. Great spirit, 
whose voice I hear in the wind, whose breath gives life to the world. Hear me. I come to you as one of your many children. I'm small and weak under your strength and wisdom. May I walk in beauty. Takashla, all my relations. And I think the walking in beauty is what we're, what we're recommending and what we try to do and do it more together than any of us can do on our own. Is that right? Yes, she walks in beauty like the night of cloudless climes and scarry skies and all that's best of dark and bright lies in her aspect and in her eyes. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> I love fuck yeah at the end of that. <laughs> Jennifer Barone. Yes. <laughs> Jennifer Barone. Diamond Dave, Bloodflower, all our friends, the library lady, 16th Street Birds on a Wire. <laughs> Who else do we have on the show today? Jack Melander. Wow. What an. Tyler. Tyler, Tip Vicious, our friend. Um, and tomorrow is the Women's March. Wow. So, so we find each other. It's about noon. It's about 1230 at Civic Center. We'll look around, find one another. It'd be nice to have all my sticks up, my two sticks up. I have to have two sticks now and a thing like that. And people will gather, and then we can be a contingent yes. on the Women's March. How's that? Yes. All, gen- all genders welcome because we'd be gender-free, yes. transgendering all past categories. Welcoming all cool folk. You know who you are out here in the cutting edge. Here we be. Take it away, Val. Okay, I will. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, again, I want to make a, make sure we get a few announcements out there. So again, uh, tomorrow, January 20th, is the Women's March, presumably through, well, definitely throughout the country. Last year, it was on all seven continents. Yeah. Yeah. To stand up to the chauvinism, the patriarchy, the, you know, just blase attitude towards, you know, sex, sexual assault and violation, everything, um, everything that this, uh, you know, this Trump, presidential, Trump, Trump. you know, this clown together, has Trump, has to offer. So um, the women came out uh, from, you know, from their homes, from into the community, into the streets. The biggest protest on U.S. soil uh, was was last January 21st, but it's uh, January 20th. Tomorrow is the Women's March 2.0. First, we marched. Now we run. So it's the hear our vote um, message. Women are running. So there's going to be a rally here in San Francisco at Civic Center. The rally starts at 12 p.m. That's going to be a stage in Civic Center Plaza near City Hall. Uh, but the, the spaces that people that we're hoping to fill will go all the way back into UN Plaza. And then at 2 p.m. from the back, the eastern part of UN Plaza, the march will begin down Market Street. Um, so yeah, come, come be prepared to walk. Uh, there are more porta-potties this year. So that's good news. Um, be prepared to, you know, bring a little bottle of water, a little quick little snack uh, to have with you. Um, but don't bring a big bag or anything like that. And um, look out for one another. And um, so that is uh, tomorrow. And then tomorrow night at El Rio. Da- Dave, hold on a second. Okay. Uh, tomorrow night at El Rio, uh, starting at 7 p.m., doors are at 7. There's a benefit for the D.C. J-20 defendants. So last year in in Washington, D.C., the day of the inauguration, which was January 20th last year, 
Um, and J20 is also a big Occupy anniversary as well. Anyhow, um, there were there were uh, upwards of two. I think about 200 people um, were kettled by DC police into like this block, and they were all arrested. The had the book thrown at them for all these misdemeanor, but like riot charges and things. So a lot of these folks have been fa- are still be going to are being charged with a a, a big you know, like hand, heaping handful of crimes that could land people in jail for up to 70 years. 70 years. Now, there's good news is that in December, six of these people were already acquitted. Um, but they're, they're, they're trying them in blocks of people. So there's still 188 people remain um, to be tried, but they've been charged. So it's going to be this really long, arduous process where these people are, you know, living their daily lives, but still wondering if they're going to get thrown in jail for being on the streets. I mean, these were, these were they included people who were, um, who had signed up to be legal observers. They just happened to be in a spot where there was a little bit of mayhem. So the cops came and like kettled everybody in and, 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 um, like pushed them into this two block radius pepper sprayed and pepper sprayed like an old lady. I mean, it was horrible. You can watch it. You can find all of that on online you can find the videos of what happened that day and all these and so like 200 people got arrested and and just like tossed into jail um so um tomorrow night at el rio is a benefit for these dc j20 defendants so um come on out to el rio i don't know what the donation is at the door, but they're taking cash donations at the door starting at seven o'clock, but there's going to be a bunch of music and, and DJs and stuff. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of good energy there. Um, we want to support free speech, the right to uh, protest, the right to gather peaceably, um, to be on the streets and to have our voices heard. So after the Women's March tomorrow, if you want to go out tomorrow night, go to El Rio down on Mission Street. What's that, Dave? Wasn't Wind Song one of them? No, no, no. Well, that's different. That's different. Yeah, there there were people arrested in in San Francisco that day as well, um, who were being charged by the uh, DA here. Do we? I don't have an update uh, on that. I don't. Um, but the J20 resistors were asking people to call our um, local uh, district attorney, George Gascon, to try to get those charges dropped. Um, there was like, there was a group of people who were, uh, you know, blocking the street. And then they got arrested, and now they have all these charges being filed against them. So, um, yeah, big day tomorrow. But, hey, if you're feeling, you know, like you want to, like, warm up tonight, uh, there's a couple of really cool events going on. The At the Red Poppy Art House is the Bay Area Women in Jazz, and that's from 8 to 11 tonight. It might be sold out. I don't know. Go check it out. Uh, Red Poppy Art House is on twenty corner of 23rd and Folsom here in the mission um real close to 24th street bart um and also tonight if you're over in the hate near gold or near golden gate park if you go to um the milk the milk bar there right near stanyan uh the mayan dynasty is is throwing down a show tonight they are an amazing locally you know local like soul funk hip-hop reggae band they're amazing like i think one of them was like the son of the conga drummer from santana like but they're super cool they were here at our show last april uh i found the archive it was like april 14th 2017 yeah they were here on the show um and they're playing at the milk bar tonight so 
he might want to just feel like dancing uh i recommend that you go out yeah so so much going on uh you know just go do something don't i know it's tempting because it's a little chilly these days to just stay home and curl up on the couch with your cat which is kind of what i want to do right now but i'm here at mutiny radio and uh going out to the women's march tomorrow and who knows maybe going dancing so we'll see we'll see but uh i think uh, the message of the day is you know stay woke get active uh connect with people in any way and um join us again next friday Right here on the Common Thread Collective, where something amazing will happen as it usually does. And we'd be a voice, not the voice, but a voice. Come on by and join the voice. Common Thread Collective, I was coming from these lines that came to me from the spirit, from the goddess. That's what we do. Cast a wide net. Find that common thread. Let the life flourish. And then don't panic, just keep it organic. Hey, guys, Jennifer, so good to see you. Bloodflower in style. And then Val and the library lady and everybody else who comes through. We can make it happen once again. Right. So here, oh, okay. I found a poem that I haven't read before. And, uh, you know, if you're wondering why we're standing up, um, here's some of it. It's called Power Abuse. Hands up, don't shoot. Hands off, it's not cute. Authority can be deadly and it's often very rude. Our bodies are not your dollies. This is not pretend until all laws are our laws. This abuse will never end. Impunity is repugnant. Excuses lead to favorable judgments. Don't shoot to kill and don't touch. So I want to say again a big thank you to everybody um, for being at the Women's March last year. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, thanks to everybody for being here as part of the Common Thread Collective. Diamond Dave, we still be still be doing it all these years. And um, to end the show, I want to play a song by a guy who reached out to, to Mutiny Radio. He met Pam Benjamin. Um, and then she told him about the station. He reached out. This guy's name is John Chapman. And he wrote this song called No GMOs. So as we see the intersectionality of the the women's movement, um, the Black Lives Matter movement to try to, you know, demilitarize police um, and, and change the justice system, as we look at the climate actions uh, to try to um, move to cleaner energy and reduce the amount of uh, waste and war that's waged over, you know, whatever you want to call them, fossil fuels, um, and, uh, and and bring everybody together into into the conversation, knowing that we're all connected and it's the, it's the way to uh, support one another so that we can all move forward. So here is a song from John Chapman, and after that, we will bid you adieu January 19th. 2018. Peace. We love you. Let's see. Technologies. Don't feed families. Seeds designed to die. Denied a living world to thrive. Model crop history underscores. Food is a weapon for class war. How rich stay rich or stay poor. Age old truth you can't ignore. Corrupt politicians like corporations. Control production to rule nations. Sell problems, not solutions. More poisons, more pollution. Seeds of death, mutated genes. Fragging foods are obscene. Sicking people for a profit. And not in life, we must stop it. Just say no. Ain't no GMOs. Just say no. No GMOs. Just say no.
matter, they don't care. Burn soil, spray bear, make small millionaires. Roundup, 24D, Dicamba, BT, it's killing birds, killing bees. Look around, it's plain to see. Super weeds, super pests, open fields, dead. This is the sickest nation. Autism, allergies, birth defects, obesity, cancer, infertility. What do you need to just say no? No GMOs. Just say no. No GMOs. Climate change, agribusiness destroys fields, Ross profits off any yield. Your taxes buy toxic seeds, government rubber stamps disease, corn and soy subsidies, make shackled farmers up in. Factory food makes us addicts, undercuts local and organic. Corn syrup, soy, damns your gut, harms your brain. Greed on the rise, mass farmer suicide, genetic roulette with our lives. No life survives, just say no. No GMOs, just say no. No GMOs, just say no. No GMOs, just say no. No GMOs. Food is community, health and immunity. Humanity. GMOs are a fatal fiction, a metabolic contradiction. Gene split isolation. Have no health adaptations. It doesn't take a PhD to know food isn't what it used to be. Mother Nature, she's divine. And for the soil is her shrine. Native seeds restore fields. Organic crops have better yields. Beat GMOs two to one. The food revolution has begun. The food revolution has begun. The food revolution has begun. One, two, one, two, three. <laughs> 
Terminator technologies don't feed families. Seeds designed to die, deny the living world to thrive. Model crop history underscores food is a weapon of class war. How rich stay rich and poor stay poor. Age old truth you can't ignore. Corrupt politicians let corporations control production to rule nations. Sell problems, not solutions. More poisons, more pollution. Seeds of death, mutated genes. Fragging foods are obscene. Sicking people for a profit. And not in life, we must stop it. Just say no. No GMOs. Just say no. They don't care. Burn soil, sprayed bear. Make small millionaires. Roundup 24D. Dicamba BT. It's killing birds, killing bees. Look around, it's plain to see. Super weeds, super pests. Poison fields, a deadly mess. Found to yield more nutrition. This is the sickest nation. Autism, allergies, birth defects, obesity, cancer, infertility. Do you need to just say no? No GMOs, just say no. No GMOs. Biotech profits on climate change. Agribiz destroys fields. Ross profits off any yield. Your taxes buy toxic seeds. Government rubber stamps disease. Corn and soy subsidies. Make shackled farmers on bended knees. And get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Visual and auditory.
auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army.com. <laughs> Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge. 
always five bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches, hitting switches, going back to bitches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their this is on of cheese and home decor items. Uh, and this number one of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Is Your it good in the room? Section is this good in the room? Insane. Okay. All right, you want to check the other mics? It's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water war. Okay, hey, San Francisco, it's great to be here. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. 
but that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. After work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Are you tired? 